it is all day. The Talk. My Credo Podcast. Turn this up. another episode of the talk my credo podcast i'm your boy dante here with my fam in the building the one the head of the table the greatest hitting badger that ever lived the pilot of tuskegee training you just, I'm, I'm just he's just that knuckle that's all i'm gonna say just that knuckle know what i'm saying <laughs> you have to throw that little down south twangling that knuckle you know what i'm saying my boy Nas yeah. is in the building man how you doing man I'm with it, though, bro. I'm at the jank. What up, though? You know what I'm talking about? Like, hey. yo, listen, listen. So, hear me out. Hear me out. So, I, I I, wasn't on the episode, not not last week's episode, but the episode before, where you talked uh-huh. about um, Akref Hakimi, the Moroccan soccer player. Yes. And you was talking about City Boys Up. And for those who watch this dope-ass podcast, the Talk My Credo podcast, please go to YouTube. Hit hit the search button. What well, not the search button? Yeah, hit the search button and then type in the search "Talk My Credo Podcast" and you will see not only every full episode, but you're going to see all the shorts, all the new clips that Dante has put together. And of course, please go to Facebook so you can join the Talk Your Credo. Is it Talk Your Credo, bro? Mm-hmm. Yep. Talk Your Credo. It is the Talk Your Credo, Talk Your Credo uh, Facebook group. We, we, we just building this up. We want to make sure we build this community. Everybody gets the time to shine. Talk your talk. And his co-hosts, such as myself and Keisha and KT, we're going to jump in there, too, and have these discussions with you. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're mega excited. Well, I'm going to say excited. We're mega happy. I like to say excited. We're mega happy to do this with my homeboy, Dante. But real quick, real quick, I promise, give me two minutes on the clock. So here's the thing. For those who do know about me, Nassau and Nuru, I like to do these uh, Q&As right now, doing like a, like, a, like a late night talk show host right now. People think uh, they're pretty cool. What you think about them, uh, Dante? But they all right? I you love like them. them. No? I love them. I literally look forward to, to seeing them. Yes. I, I, I do have one tonight about Red Table Talk. Um, I, I was trying to uh, get that done before I, I, I get with you, but editing is, is yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a thing. That's a process, brother. Yes. But, yo, so here's the thing. So, I put City Boys up with a question mark because of the the allegation, right? So here's something where I have to take into consideration. I did not know this man was 24 years old, which Uh means this woman, let's say she's 22. So 24 and 22, they got two kids together and they're young. Yo, in 10 years, think about this, Dante. In 10 years, the man will be 34 years old. Like, you still living a whole life. The man's making $215,000 weekly at 24 years old. Yo, let me tell you something. This woman knew what she was doing, okay? She got them two kids, and she's not even 24 yet. Well, oh, nah, well she I, was trying to get I, to the I'll bag. have to be, I'll, I'll have to 
just for the sake of journalism or whatever. She's 36. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> she's 36. That's crazy. Okay, go oh, ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. So, no. Now, that makes it makes the allegation even more heavy for me now. Like, on my end where, oh, City Boy's definitely up. She thought she could la-la this new Carmelo over here. Like, let me get this little young thing, whip him up into shape, and make him my little uh, Will Smith. You know what I'm talking about? And he yep. was like, nah. And, and you know what? The mom did some hood. All right. I might be cursing on this episode, y'all. I, I'm, I'm trying something different. Yo, the mom was on some hood shit because that's a mom that was like, she looked at the woman and looked at her son and was like, you know what? Put that money over here in my name. Don't worry, baby. Exactly. That's exactly what she did. That's exactly what happened. She looked at this, you know, so this woman was like, I mean, you, you, you beautiful and all, but I don't know if you for my son. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Like, you want to take care of my son? Nah, nah my son I'll make $200,000 a week. I'm sure he can take care of myself, himself, everybody in our family. What you over here for? You know what? Nah, nah, Hakimi, put that money over here with mom. Don't worry. I got you. I got your back. And that's what's up. Because let me tell you something. Even me and my mom, like, like we have like a business relationship. We get along, but it's in a business way. It's like secession. Let me tell yes. you something. I may not be my mother's favorite sibling, all right, my favorite, like, her favorite child, which is fine with me. But let me tell you something. If my mother does not like you, it ain't happening. I'm just keeping it real right now. If my mama does not like you, baby, it is not going down. Just want to put that oh. out there. City boys up. City boys all the way up. And I absolutely agree because that's literally what happened. I, and it just, once you get those details, you're like, oh, we, we know exactly what happened here. The mom saw saw her. Wait a minute. How and, and you know, who knows when they started dating? Okay, so he's twenty four. So say they they've been married for twenty years. Not twenty years, five years. They've been married for five years. So it was married. If you've been, five years? I thought it was. Yeah. I, thought, I thought they. I thought it was married for two years. But whatever, I, two or five, still yeah, still is short. I, I, I think they said. I think overall, I think they said they've been together for five years. So maybe they started dating, and then the marriage all encompasses five years. But either way, he he wasn't even twenty years old. He's 19 years old. At that point, she was 31. So, of course, the mom looked at her and was like, oh, hell no. I see exactly what this is about. No, nah, no. Here's what we're going to do. All of it is yours. You have access to whatever you want to have access to. This is yours. But we're going to put it over here because I don't trust that heifer right there. I don't trust That's her. Right. That's exactly what she said. I don't know the Moroccan. What, what's uh, Hashraf Hakimi's? nationality ethnicity i don't know his language or how they say heifer in the language that he speaks but that's exactly what the mama said i don't trust that heifer right there <laughs> put that over here put that over here <laughs> that's what she did and and city boys up city boys up because of a discerning wise mother city mothers up all city moms up know city that. moms up <laughs> Up. Happy Mother's Day, you know. It. Happy Mother's Day, exactly, right. exactly. Now instead of giving away half of what you work for, you get half of her bag. There you go. All right, look, man, we we got we got some fun stuff to get into. Uh, first and foremost, again, thank y'all for tuning in. Do us a solid. Uh, again, to piggyback off Nas here, if you're listening, be sure to share it. If you be sure to leave a review, you know, just let us know what you think about it. That really helps us out. It helps us get in front of more eyes and in front of more ears. If you are watching us on YouTube, you know, as always, 
uh, subscribe, comment, share, you know, I, and I do a really good job. If you leave a comment, I'm going to find it and I'm going to respond to it too. At the very least, just thank you. Thank you for, for responding. Thank you for leaving your comment, leaving your perspective. I've met quite a few of y'all. Actually, someone uh, actually submitted a topic that we're going to talk about on this episode. And just to thank you for showing your support, we're going to talk about that topic. Um, so, yeah, thank you, guys. So we got some fun to get into. Uh, get well soon, KT. She's down. She's under the weather. Uh, get well soon and uh, stay safe. Have fun. Keisha, she, she's on that boat and um, she's choosing fun. So choose fun. <laughs> <laughs> she's choosing fun. <laughs> we love you, girl. So y'all stay up. Stop it, yeah. Stop is- it. <laughs> you know what? No, no. She she has surgery. There was a tornado watch in Maryland for the, like the first time in the East Coast in a long time. A tornado, not a hurricane, a tornado. Um, yeah, man. Listen, she deserves a little fun. All right. Absolutely. She deserves a little fun. She was in the movie Twister for two weeks and then she was under the knife. She belongs on a carnival cruise. Okay. So it's all good. Absolutely. And all in the grand scheme of things, you know, just her life is about to change and, you know, we're celebrating that change. Um, She still hasn't hit us up with like where the wind and where it's going down. So like I warned her, we will be some and we will crash that (laughs) motherfucker. It just just pop up. We're going to pop up. We could put, so, listen, we pop up on that cruise lot talking about some way Keisha, we're going ahead. We're going to show up with the cameras and the microphones, everything. Yo, with the Talk My Credo podcast, let's work. <laughs> so, I wait think a minute. That was room 2108. That's her. 20, I'm not going to knock on that door. Nah. All right, man. See, we told y'all this is what we do. This is what we do. All right, girls. So, thoughts and prayers. Uh, get well soon, KT. Have fun and be safe, Keisha. We'll see y'all very soon. So, all right, I, I got I have to make some mentions here. You know, of course, we had a a legend from our community uh, pass away a few days ago. So, I, I will want to give the proper respects to Harry Belafonte. Say rest in peace. Uh, he's he's been just an absolute legend in our community. Uh, not even just music. Like I think he is. I know he's not the first, you know, that there was, you know, black stars before him that, that really hit it big and, and really trailblazed uh, some paths for a lot of us to, to come on. But I think just the way he did it to where he was such a talent, but then also was such an integral part in the civil rights movement as well. So he, he was on both sides uh, being able to get in these spaces to entertain people and also get in these spaces to educate people. And he was such a such a, a an integral figure to to us being able to have the abilities and opportunities we have today, um, like side by side with the likes of Martin Luther King, like literally side by side in those campaigns, funding those campaigns with his money. Like just just rest in peace to Harry Belafonte. He's ninety six years old, man, ninety six. And I was like, wow. if like a a full life. It's like if if this is not not even trying to cap, but just half the life of Harry Belafonte and even still at 96, like, you know, such a legend. Rest in peace, rest in power for a life well lived. 
uh, that right. you impacted so many people, so many people, even across the color spectrum, though. Rest in peace. Just want to say want to say one thing about Mr. Belafonte. So the same way that we as Black America or even White America when it comes to the sports, we recognize that Jordan and LeBron are the greatest, but with LeBron, he was such an activist. And right. it, it just it, it hits different. Let's just keep that real. When you yes. do something for, you, for your community, I don't care if you're white, you're black, Hispanic, Asian, when you do something for your community, for people that look like you, and then the people that look like you, they put you on a whole nother level, a whole nother pedestal. It means something. Um, and I think that's where Harry Belafonte mattered because where Sammy Davis Jr. was great, but he hung out with the Rat Pack. And that's fine. Right, but right. Harry Bel- Belafonte was a, another just a host. You know what I mean? A host, a personality. He sings, he danced, and but but he he and he did it all for America. For like he was a commercial success. But when it came down to black and brown people hurting because of white supremacy or white nationalists, he stood on the side of Martin Luther King and did what he believed what was the right thing. So, yeah, man, always love to see activists uh, do more than just their talent. Absolutely, absolutely. Again, rest in peace to Harry Belafonte. Uh, In much smaller note, but still uh, a figure of the culture in some regard, uh, Jerry Springer. (laughs) Imagine imagine that drop-off. We talk about Harry Belafonte, then, oh, yeah, Jerry Springer. Um, Not to say they both. Well, I don't know if it's a drop-off. I don't know if it's a drop true. off though. That's true. Yes, J- you're Jerry right. Springer is is iconic. Is is it's a di- it hit again. It hits different, but it's he's definitely iconic. <laughs> he was the first person I got to watch TV. Like we used to watch the Jerry Springer show. I was a freshman in high school, and I went to like a hood high school. It was called Central High School, and you go to this high school. We is you know you had that homeroom time. It's like from eight to eight fifteen before your actual yep. English class or whatever your math class start. Yo, we did not, yo, put that TV on, we watching Jerry Springer. I used to be in here, because like, I came from a magnet school, and I wound up going to this uh, to this public school just for this one year. And I'm looking around, these kids was like, yo, like, yo, we ain't do no type of work till 9 o'clock. Like, we in here watching Springer, dog. Yo, tell me, t- tell me you joking. Tell me y'all wasn't watching Jerry Springer in the morning in high school. Tell me Yo, you're joking. My freshman year, Central High School. Now, mind you, you talking to it. Look, I'm a geek, all right? I went to University High School. It's a magnet school in Newark, New Jersey. My freshman year in high school, I went to a private school called Chad Science. I wound up getting kicked out of Chad Science. I wound up going to a public school called Central High School. This is, you know, this is the hood high school, all right? You got people in there mad that they had to go to school, but again, they had no other, they had no older people to watch them at the house, so they had no other choice but to go to school. And they was like, oh, well, guess what? What I like to do when I'm dropping out and not going to school, I like to watch Jerry Springer in the morning. Teacher, turn that on. And he would cut it on. And, yo, I'm talking about for four months, Dante, I'm watching Jerry Springer as a freshman in high school, yo. I'm watching nothing but the most ratchet fights, the most ratchet presentations and setups before somebody get clocked in the face because <laughs> they woman want to have a DP session on Jerry Springer. It was a wild thing. It was a wild time, yo. Rest that's in peace crazy. to a goat. Rest in peace to a goat. Like, that's the only way you can describe and acknowledge Jerry Springer because he was the literal trailblazer. I can't remember anyone before Jerry Springer do what Jerry Springer does or did the way he did it because... I remember this it too, man, but but not in that setting. 
No. Well, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you may have a point there. You may have a point there. <laughs> but I remember Jerry Springer. I mean, it, it wasn't in school, but we, we definitely took our time to, hey, turn on Jerry Springer on. We want to see what fight's going to break out today, what rigidity's going to happen, what crazy story of, you know, like, uh, it's. I, I'm, I was trying to remember my craziest Jerry Springer moment. But honestly, I didn't give myself enough time to really dig through. But if you know Jerry Springer, you know what his show did. And you know the impact his show had just on society, not even culture, just on society. Because he just had the craziest people up there uh, across across the color spectrum doing the craziest stuff, providing amazing entertainment and providing icons from that show. Like, you wouldn't know who Steve Wilkos is if you didn't watch Jerry Springer. And it was, it was just crazy, man. So, still, tip your hat, rest in peace to Jerry Springer. Um, he's the goat, man. He's the goat. He is he the goat. Improvised. He 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 improvised. Man, improvised. Well, yeah, you could say improvised too, but he improvised simulated beefs. If you might, might as well say yep. it like that. Yep. He he improvised, sensationalized, simulated beefs like the. There wasn't even tech, well in the beginning. I think it was real people. They just said, "Nah, screw it. We'll just get some actors and we'll just we'll get these little BS storylines going." Y'all just go ahead and act them out real good. And this right. was in cold ass Chicago. Yes, in Chicago. All right, in Chicago. Yo, you had to be wearing five different triple fat gooses to go into this studio, take all <laughs> that crap off, yo, and get busy. All right, like, yo, listen. And then it was Mardi Gras in there for like eight seasons, nothing but a bunch of white women just taking off their tops, showing everybody their titties. Yo, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is morning television, by the way, people, okay? Yes, morning television. This finger was so dope. They put a repeat on, a rerun on at 10. <laughs> and then you watch the actual new show, the new one, at 11. Yep. That's exactly what they would do. <laughs> you, you would see... You would see the quote unquote rerun in the morning. And then right after you have a the, the brand new episode. But yes, you you're right. And then I didn't even think of it that way. Well, basically he was like reality TV before reality TV. It it was simulated drama. And we flocked to it. We flocked to it. You know, going to a Jerry Springer show was was like going to your favorite basketball game. It was like, all right, this is like the Super Bowl of daytime television. Let's go to Jerry Springer and let's be a part of this crazy, raucous crowd and, and all of this stuff, chairs flying, people diving in the crowd. And, and oh, no, look, all right, here comes your husband's brother's nephew who is really the son's cousin on your mother's side. And they're like, wait, what? And, yeah, man, rest in peace to Jerry Springer. And it'd be some, some 400-pound four, white dude walking out. You'd be like, hey, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like come on bro this can't be real yeah yes he 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 was the reality tv creator i believe because they basically just picked his model and that's just basically what it is now so rest in peace of jerry springer um now on the other side of this coin uh, i don't know if i actually want to celebrate or just 
you know, this is one of those moments where I, I want to do that. You know, if they go low, you go high type of thing, dignity and stuff. You know, you, you, you tell me about that, you know, have some grace, you know, but right now I, I really feel like I have to walk through hell j- just a little bit, just a little bit before, before I, you know, rise above and, and, you know, act with grace and honor and, you know, show character and all that type of stuff. But, uh, Carolyn Bryant, Donald has, uh, passed away. And, um, you know, the black community is kind of celebrating just a little bit, uh, you know, well, celebrate is probably a bit of a stretch, but we're more like a, you know, good riddance type of thing, you know, not necessarily rest in peace, but rest in piss type of thing. Because, you know, for those who know Carolyn Bryant, Donald, she, she is the woman that falsely accused Emmett Till that, you know, subsequently we know what happened to Emmett Till. She was the woman that caused it all. And just years and years and decades and decades of, you know, admitting to it and then recanting and then disappearing. And, you know, the authorities uh, conveniently losing the arrest warrant and, you know, it being found at the bottom of a box in storage facility. And, you know, by that time she's gone and now she doesn't remember, you know, this whole emotional drama on the black community surrounded this woman. She died of cancer a few days ago and the black community is like, uh, you know, they're, they're spinning on, on her proverbial grave. And honestly, with that said, I'm not even sure if they will actually bury her because I don't think that corpse will, will rest well, if I'm just being honest. And, you know, as much as I would like to show, you know, character and stuff, I necessarily wouldn't be, surprised or necessarily against it but that's that's just my my initial thoughts right now so she died um and you know the black community is more like well good riddance peace you know so what do you think am i going too low is there another way to look at this you know should we just say rest in peace to her or you know what are your thoughts? I am. I'm going to go on DraftKings and I'm going to put up about a $200 bet that I believe at least 15. I think they have an over under. They want to know if five or uh, I believe it. Okay. I see. So DraftKings, it says 10 black people. Like it's like an over under. So it's at, it's at 10 as far as how many black people are going to find where that uh, where the grave is at where her grave is at and and dig uh the casket up and and do god knows what yeah so yeah. i think i'm going to go i'm going to go under realistically cuz t- 10 black people that are organized that's grouped up to go do something is is a cop's nightmare they'll they'll, they'll fish that out especially if they're black they'll fish that that's too much organization oh, all yeah. right they're going to they're going to get to disperse so i'll put under i, I think it'll be 6 Cause wait, how many people do you need to carry your casket? About six, right? Yeah, about six. Yep. Yeah, six. Six would be fine. All right. If you got if you got some Debo brothers like me that be out here working out, probably just four. But yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, true. Yeah, I I think so too. And I, I honestly, I think four to six is probably the perfect number. Cause like you say, anything more than that, they're going to look into it as as a possible, you know, like a terrorist group, a terror cell. Or something like that. So four to six people. But honestly, if that is the case, if they bury that woman, that gravesite will be desecrated. I, I can guarantee it. And I wouldn't necessarily be speaking against it just because of the pain this woman caused and the protection that she received even after doing what she did. So, yeah. 
You'll see like a like a pet cemetery sign. I like a real grave, but one of those like you stick the uh, picket uh, in it in the yep. wood, and then it has like the wood, and you write uh, something on the wood. It will probably say um, nothing personal, government, just business, something like that. Just business, right? <laughs> just business. So you know, now people are. Um, I'll go ahead and, and give the other side of the coin real quick. Of course, people's like, you know, what well, we shouldn't celebrate because her death necessarily doesn't bring us any justice or anything like that. And I'm like, well, you do I'm have alive. a point. I'm being alive didn't give us no fucking justice. What are you talking about? Exactly. This is, this is that. This is that first lady Jill Biden stuff. No, no disrespect, first lady. It's, it's not your fault. But I'm just saying when you when you said, hey, hey, America. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna invite Caitlin Clark in Iowa too to the White House, and you thought that was gonna go the way you wanted it to go. So Angel Reese and her, her whole hood was like, "Oh nah, then we ain't coming." See, you done, you done messed up. It's bad enough Obama ain't even there, and now you want to act like this. Got the closest thing to Obama we got, and now you're gonna sit there and act like this? Nah, I don't even want to go. Yep, I'm good. Listen, you, stop white explaining things to us. We not with it. We we listen. We are different, and we're different based on the treatment that we have gotten in this country. Exactly. You have to take that into consideration. If you're not going to take that into consideration, you're being tone deaf, which, listen, it's 2023. Tone deaf right now is just as racist as being racist. That's how I'm going to put it out there right now. Listen, you can apologize for being tone deaf, but you, how many blind spots are you going to actually get to have right now in 2023? Please. Right. Please. Because even just on, on that story with Jill Biden and that ridiculous thing that she tried to do, yeah, there's no way out of that because that literally has never happened before. But because this one team, and let's just go ahead and call it for what it is, the way Iowa was being the, the perspective of that team versus the way that people perceived LSU, you have this darling white basketball team versus this hood ghetto black basketball team and the white girls lost. And not only did they lose, they lost in disgraceful fashion, but because you put up such a valiant fight, you get to come too. Now there's never been a time where the losing team got an invite to the white house. It's never happened in history, but now you want to do this. We know what that is. We know what that is. So yeah, you don't get the opportunity to be tone deaf. Not in 2023, not, not with this thing that has backfired on y'all called social media. Now that people can get in their phones and give some information that y'all been trying to cover up and even now still trying to ban and cover up for the last 250 years. You can't do that anymore. You, you don't have a, oh, well, I didn't know. I didn't mean it that way, but it came across that way. And that's all that matters. So when you say, and I, I'm with you, when it goes back to, to Carolyn Bryant, when it's like, oh, well, that doesn't bring us any justice, but it brings us closure. Because now, especially with the way, all right, she died of cancer. All right, cool. We would have we hoped that it would have been, you know, a more fitting demise. But, hey, we'll take what we can give. And the fact that she's no longer on this earth considering what she's done and how this society protected her to, for her to have a life of 88 years. Yes, get the right on out of here goodbye and that's it <laughs> so uh, and that's just how i feel like you know don't this doesn't bring us any justice and stuff i get it i mean no it doesn't but it gives us a little 
a little bit of satisfaction there and some closure for something that has literally her existence carried a trauma with her that affected an entire community. Yes. Like she got to carry that trauma for decades. And then when she told the truth, like we couldn't even care enough. We couldn't knock on her door and be like, Hey, Hey, Carolyn, come outside for a second. Come outside. Come outside. Come on. No, we just want to talk. Yeah, you know, no, no, I, I know we have guns. Look, they, they only cost $300. Don't worry about that. Come outside. <laughs> nah, don't worry about that. These were just, you know, we're just using our Second Amendment rights, you know. Right, the These little pew-pews over here? I'm about yeah, to do like, like old white women. These little pew-pews? Nah, this, right. this ain't for you. <laughs> no. You know, you know guns don't kill people. Come on. Come on. Not, don't, no, they have nothing to worry about. <laughs> nothing to worry about. Uh, lies, lies about Emmett Till kills. Never mind. I'll get into that. C- continue. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. You're right. You're right. Big facts. All right. So, um, there's been a little bit of pettiness on top of this pettiness that we have. Um, the disgraced basketball coach Emmett Udoka, he has a new job. So uh, he was ousted in in Boston for the scandal of having a consensual affair with someone of the Boston staff. Um. He now has a new job as the head coach of the Houston Rockets. And of course, upon this signing and this news, you know, people wanted to throw some things at him saying, oh, he still shouldn't deserve this job and blah, 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 blah. And um, I would like to, one, throw him some bail and be like, all right, y'all. Okay, cool. We, we get it. Now, that whole situation, I'm not sure if we actually really addressed it. I'm not quite sure. I think we did. but. All right. I think what happened to him, yeah, it should have happened to him, but I think the way they went about doing it was absolute BS. And I think as his ex-girlfriend or fiance, Nia Long, is like, you know, time to move on. Be happy. Choose fun. You know? So he has... He has... So that's what I that's what I think. He has a new job and you know he he's he's done the media thing, he's done the media play. Oh, I feel so remorseful. I've done some growth. I had time to sit down and work on myself. He he's hit all the talking points that y'all want him to hear that, that y'all want to hear from him. He you know, he's been humble, he's been da 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 da. Now he made a, a horrible mistake. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I still feel like the treatment was a bit unfair. Um but he has a new job, man. What do you think? All right. So we did talk about this on, and, and this is special to me because it was the hundredth episode of well, yes, the late we did. night flight. And we did talk about it. Not, not to the extent of what Emei is going to do next. It was just more in that, just in that landscape where we were all basically like, yo, this doesn't make sense because realistically, you could have just fired him, which y'all already, which you did. But again, you should have just fired him, not suspend him, just fire him. If you have yep. a, 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 that misconduct clause where, hey, you can't be running around, messing around with coworkers and staff. I like that's Look, that's your rules. I'm not, I don't agree with that personally too much because of obviously what you saw. I don't, I just, listen, you got to think about these things for a second. Stop asking people to have, this type of discipline. Just make sure people have morals and ethics. Discipline is different. Hear me, hear me out for a second. Like, yo, 
did Ime Aduka with with this? I guess I don't know this affair uh, in some type. I'm calling it an affair, like the way my my father would. Like, yo, are you are you like over eighteen? No, but you're having sex. Yes. Well, any woman you meet is an, an affair at this point. That's how I'm taking it. All right. I'm just no disrespect. I'm calling it an affair. All right. So with all that being said, he has an affair, right? But at the end of the day, he takes the Celtics to the NBA Finals. All right. Like with that being, I'm not saying, hey. Should that mean that he shouldn't be doing this and that? No, that means that this man is disciplined. This, like, that's, listen, that's discipline. I don't care what you say. And then on top of it, you got to realize this, Dante. I know you know this 100%. Think about this. They're on the road. All they see is the Boston Celtics organization, players, staff, executives. That's what you see. That's who you are around. The wrestlers that, that work for WWE and AEW, they talk about this at length. They like, listen, <laughs> if you got a wife, man, she I hope she loves you because you're always on the road. There's no telling. They said there was a guy named Fandango that was a wrestler on WWE. He was like, yo, listen, you can have your girlfriend, a main girl, whatever, whatever the case may be, but when you on the road, you got another one. It's you're not you're not even in that real conversation with the with the family that you're looking to progress with all right, right. so just to put that out there um and, and with Nia Long I'm gonna just say this Nia listen love you 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 are known you are rich on your own accord you know you don't need this man I don't know why you want to play with female, with the female, with the uh, the everyday female strings right now, just putting out these little corny ass IG tweets. I mean, you, you, listen, year long, you are the woman of the year. I, listen, I love you. I, I'm not here to talk, I I'm not here to talk bad at you at all. This is some PR stuff. I would rather you just not tweet at all. You know what you should do? Tweet out your next movie. Tweet out your next project you got going on on Netflix. That's what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? Don't even talk about email. Like for what? For listen. You know, you know what you want to do? You know what you could do? Why don't you go date the new coach of the Boston Celtics? Go ahead and date him. Just do that. That's, yeah. how, you get, that's how you get back at the Duca. All right? That's what you do. That's exactly what you do. All right? That's exactly Just go to what another, you do. Go to another black coach. You got to take the, uh, this is the Kim Kardashian playbook. All right? Like, when one black athlete loses, you know what I'm saying? She loses, she gets another one. That's what she does. This is what she does. You got to do the same thing. You got to do the same thing. And, you know, who's to say she's not doing it anyway? You know, you know, you, you, you'll do these too. things. I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because on Wiki, like, they were partners. Like, yo, listen, I, 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 I respect the wordplay. Don't worry. Nia, I respect your wordplay. But realistically, if you're running around with the whole partner thing, yo, listen, y'all single. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, no one's trying to be in a regular boyfriend-girlfriend relationship for eternity unless there is, like, benefits that I don't know about and I need to learn and I need to go to a workshop with you. Teach me. But other than that, like, y'all, listen, no. Like, like, uh, like Vince Vaughn said in old school to, uh, to Will Ferrell, like, yo, she's 20 feet away from you. You're still single. All right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're still <laughs> single. You're not married yet. You're still single. So, yeah, if I'm Emei, he like, listen, listen, listen. This one probably don't even compare to Nia Long, but that's, and that's just where it, like, for a man, 
Yes. This is where the problem is, is problematic because it's like he know this woman, not Nia Long, probably. But what he knows is that this married woman who <laughs> who wanted to get down with Ime, that, that's Listen, no disrespect for a man. That's all you really need. Women, women, I, I applaud you because your ethics is much different. You ain't going to just let that just get to you that fast. You know what I'm saying? Unless, you know, you're single. That's the only time women mess with married men. Like when they see. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> when they single you know what i'm saying but but when they're married you know what i mean and 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 they man whatever's going on it's like listen again you with the cult when i worked for dish network it was like it's 120 of us and when you got them long shifts you get off work at 10 o'clock on a friday night yo what's up let's just go to the bar get some drinks yeah you know whatever a couple little talks drinks yeah, man, we at my house and we got to wake up early in the morning, get back to work. But that, yeah, this is what happens. This is what happens. Just want to put that out there. I'm sorry. It, it, it happens. It happens. You know, honestly, when she put that tweet, you know, the best revenge is no revenge. Move on. Be happy. It, it gave me Sierra vibes, if I'm going to be honest. You know, she put out that song, you know, this is for all my independent ladies who did it for themselves and blah, 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 blah. Why you're doing this and singing this song in your husband's that you know that, that type of thing <laughs> it's like wait a minute like okay I, I don't even believe this from you i i don't but sure i get it this is a moment to where you can galvanize the everyday woman who you know may feel that way or may be led to feel like they have to feel this way and you know sure sure go off sis yes you know all the mother things that you <laughs> so but email you should have hollered at that freaking coach from texas the female one from the college uh, basketball girls team if there's any woman you want to cheat on with in america you gotta find her that woman is woo, woo. did she play basketball her day who is she i don't she care is, oh, <laughs> oh my god i don't care but yes because uh, yeah Yes. So for those that don't know what you're what you talking about, what's I, I, I got to find. Hold on one second. You sent it to me. Yes. Um, Just for context, where we have to let you guys know what we're talking about. Um, I meant to, to print so this there. out. Oh, there it is. All right. <clears throat> the Miami Ohio women's coach resigns oh. after an investigation into an inappropriate relationship with the player. You know, now her name is da 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 da. I'm trying to skip through this thing. Diuna Hendricks? Yes. Is, is, it, is that how you Hendricks. pronounce her name? Diuna Hendricks. Yes. Yes. Um, basically, she was the coach and she was having an inappropriate relationship with a player. Um, yes. And I'm talking about, they said she sent how, how many text messages? Like hundreds? Ooh. <laughs> and a lot of those text messages were, you know, not safe for work. Um, yeah. Well, I don't think it was safe for work. I think it was more of after work. Like, listen, I love you. Get over here. You know, what I'm saying like, you know, when it's when we, you know, once we are done practicing and uh, we go be, play UConn and we're done with that, what you doing after? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some some of the text messages they released for her was like, yo, she was like, listen, come here. Come, come here. here. <laughs> come here. Come hither. You know, this, you know what's yeah. up. So, but again, 
you're you're part of this cult. Y'all right, you you are the traveling band. And here's where I'm about to tell you uh, you know, what the what the Marcus Houston is going on because yeah, she's 38. So one yep. of these basketball players on her team could have been anywhere between 18 to 22. And hey, listen, if we're gonna come at Marcus Houston and say all these things, yeah, here you go. This is what this is this is what goes on. And this is the stuff I'll be talking about when it comes to women, when women be dating older people. Well, with older men, but in this case, older people. They do uh-huh. this. It's, it's, this is of tradition almost right now in America. So with that being said, um, you know what? I don't now they said that the um yeah, they had the, those those clauses. It, the the um the Big 12, the division that they're in, they don't have those clauses where you know the whole work that workplace thing is uh, a legal thing, but the school did. The school was like, "Oh no, nah, we don't we don't play that." And again, I'm just like, "Yo, stop it! Like, stop." Then you know what? For now on, if you hire me, Nasua Nuru, as a coach, my girlfriend needs to get a salary or something like that too. Like, make sure my girlfriend who lives in Newark, New Jersey, gets to fly to Miami, Ohio, to be with me. Okay? Yes, she is a doctor, but guess what? You're gonna have to find her a job in Cleveland. As a doctor, all right, because she's staying with me. Like, cause listen, listen, I'm gonna be on the road. I'm gonna be doing things. Nah, like you gotta make me happy. Like, why you ain't make Miss Hendricks, Coach Hendricks happy? You know what I'm saying? Cause now she over here asking one of her small forwards to scissor her, and y'all over here getting mad. And I ain't feeling it. All right. I ain't feeling it. Like, she's gonna have to get another job. All right. And trust me, she's gonna get another job. She's probably a good coach. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what, Dante? Guess who? What's guess up? who she gonna be coaching? Who? Probably her next girlfriend. We don't know yet. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll say because she likes women. <laughs> I guess you're gonna have to let her work for the NBA. I guess I don't know what you're gonna have to do. I have the perfect opportunity for her, and there's one or two ways. Now, the first one we already mentioned. Hey, she can go work with Ime Udoka's coaching staff, but right now. There's uh, the Toronto Raptors are entertaining Becky Hammond to be their head coach. Good choice. She can she can join that coaching staff as well. That's That's all I'm saying. That's That's all I'm saying. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, I don't know. That'll be dope. I don't know if she do interracial, but we'll figure it out. At this point, when it comes to that salary and who should be around, I think she would be completely down with the swirl and. She would be okay. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Malcolm. I'm sorry. Malcolm and Martin. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nah, Malcolm. I know what you was doing, Malcolm. I, you, I, nah, Malcolm. Nah, nah. Maybe, maybe I'm sorry, Martin, but nah, Malcolm. Nah, you with us, bro. You in this, you in this hell fire with us, Malcolm. I love you. I know what you done did. <laughs> oh man oh man now now speaking of uh women up to no good uh that people somewhat are celebrating to a much lower degree uh you must be talking about jada (laughs) you know i'm talking about jada now i I was being really nice with that introduction like i was being really nice because you know how i really feel about her and this whole situation like i just blast her to the moon but listen (laughs) meta slash facebook in a cost-cutting initiative 
canceled their Facebook originals category or program, and which included Jada Pinkett Smith's Red Table Talk. Now, people were, quote unquote, sad about it and, oh, no, they canceled it, blah, 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 blah. For me, I really didn't care, not because... I didn't support it because like, this is just, this is the nature of the game. Like, especially if you're in that type of business, you do shows, shows get canceled. It happens all the time. So I'm like, you know, she'll, she'll bounce back and whatever the case may be. Now, do I personally care to see red table talk back again? Hell no. And thankfully my, uh, <laughs> my cousin thought the same thing. So this is, <laughs> so Nick Cannon, uh, while the world was reacting to this cancellation, Nick Cannon on his uh, his AMP show, The Daily Cannon, expressed his support for the show's cancellation, calling it the toxic table. Let's check out this clip here, and <laughs> then we're gonna talk about it and see. You know, was was this was he on to something or was he hating? You know, people call him a hater now, but let's see what this is about. Meta has shut down Facebook Watch Original. Red Table Talk <gasps> and others. Yeah. No. So there's no more Red Table Talk. But according to Deadline, the series good. producer is shopping the Emmy Stop, winning series somewhere else, Nick. If there was no Red Table Talk, then no, 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 can get your ass slapped in the face. We've well, seen this. A good slap is what people need sometimes. That table was toxic. They made all the memes about my brother time. Will on they that did. damn table. They, they, didn't need, they didn't need to do that. Well, listen, Will agreed to come to the damn I'm getting thing. a red mm -hmm. table. Mm -hmm. It's at his house. I got to walk by this motherfucking <laughs> table every day. That was royalty, Will and Jada. We they were. They are. They, they brought us to the table. No, 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 we no, like, no. I don't want to know all this. It feels like human, like they're human, it, and it feels mm -hmm. like relatable because you, they're trash yes. too, just like all of yes. us. Exactly. Some stuff I don't. I just want to mind my black owned business. You can't. I don't want to be. In, I don't want to be up in everybody else's kitchen. Keep <laughs> that shit to y'all I'm getting a red table. You should get a red table. Get a table by your goddamn self. Get a table. <laughs> Shout out to Nick Cannon, man. I've never been as I've, I've never been so proud of you. <laughs> never been it, so took, proud. it took twenty something years for him to make me laugh, but I, I, I love you, Nick. Nick, yeah. I love you, and I, I still want you to manage me. I, I I look up to you. I look up to you. Yeah. All right, but 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 I'm not doing underclassmen. I'll tell you that right now. All all I'm saying is just in in for my argument, we're literally family. But anyway, anyway, any, anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Is Nick on to something? Is this actually the toxic table? Uh, is this the cause of Will Smith's woes and and social downfall? Like, what do you think, man? Let me ask you something. I don't mean to answer something with a with a with a, with a question, but this question is going to help help you know where I'm going with this. Um, what do I believe that Will Smith and Chris Rock thing is? What do I believe that is, Dante? <clears throat> I'm gonna try to do my 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 best impression. All right, now I need y'all yes. to go down to that ring, and I need you to make sure you make it look good. Now, Michael Cole, That's Michael, right. I need you to commentate. This is a Vince McMahon WWE work. <laughs> you ain't lying. And, and you know what? This is where I got it wrong at. See, I thought Will and Chris was into something. Like, I thought they was in on a joke. Oh, no, 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 no. It is Shredder is Will Smith. 
but that little brain crane that has the the Android thing that he that he uses yep. as a joystick, whatever. That's Jada Smith. I didn't know. <laughs> Yo, listen. Let me tell you something. 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 There's a clip. There's a clip of, and you probably seen this clip before too. It, it, I think it's deleted on Instagram, but it's on YouTube. Jada throws the not throws the phone, but puts the the camera phone right on Will, and was asking yep. Will about, um, hey. Um, tell tell us about your um your breakthroughs that you're having right now with, with the therapist. She used the therapist's name. I'm gonna just say the therapist because I don't remember the name. And he was just like, um, could you like just not like record me? You know, just because you think you could just record me. Can you like like let me know that you want to record me? Oh my God, I'm still dealing with this foolishness, y'all. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, Will Smith, you gotta use the power that Jada doesn't have. You have a special power that Jada doesn't have. Do you know what that power is, uh, Dante? What power might that be? He has the power to do three movies a year because she can't do that for some reason. She doesn't do any movies. So here's, here's what I'm saying. With that being said, you are more experienced to know that when a camera that you know isn't the camera that's supposed to be on you to move away. The fact that you just stood there, I'm starting to think that you guys are looking to conjure up your own version of reality television. And think about this for a second. I don't care who you are. I am not going on live Facebook, YouTube, internet television, talking to my wife that I had ran the show for for 20 years. This is my red table. This ain't yours, Jada. I, everything in here is mine, baby. I am not going to let you talk to me in America about your entanglement with some 30th best R&B singer and then have the nerve to say, yo, I felt good trying to nurse this man back to health. What? What? No, yeah. no, no. The divorce papers would have been the, like the red, that Red Table Talk uh, episode should have had a, a divorce mediator there to basically just have the papers ready. They could sign off on that and move on because now they're talking about how they're unhappily married. Well, in that in that episode, they're unhappily married. We were separated, and now it's a bad bad marriage for life. Like you're making this a very weird joke, especially for a couple. And I know that. Hey, listen for for people that are the influencers or your heroes. You know, they say, "Hey, never look up to your heroes. You might get you know you'll disappoint." I don't care about yes. all that. I know that people have flaws. I don't care about that. But you do have to understand this, Will and Jada. You were, right? Think about this for a second. You were, you and Jada, Will, you were Black America's Hollywood couple. You were the standard. We looked up to you. Not Denzel and his wife. Not, I don't even know another, not even Ozzie Davis and, and his wife back from back in the day. It was right. you two. It was you two. You know what I mean? Because with Denzel's wife, no disrespect to Denzel's wife, we don't we don't know her in the, you know, we don't know her. Yeah, she's not you know what in that I mean? light. Like, she's not in that light. I mean, she's obviously in Denzel's light, and that's all, that's, that is the light you want to be around. That, that's great. All right? But with Will and Jada, you have, you, both of you have two stories. Whether one has more of a story, a better story than you, that doesn't matter. You both have stories. You both are entertainers. You know what I mean? You both can get work. One, again, one gets much better work, but it doesn't matter. Both get work, all right? With that being said, with all of this that's going on, I'm not going to lie to you, Dante. I would just leave unless, unless I was trying to build a little show through 
our ups and downs and our trials of our marriages. And while all that's going on, we got a little daughter that used to rock her head back and forth. Now she's bald with a nose ring. We let Jaden Smith dress like Kyle Kuzma on game six. We don't know what's going on now in these days. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, with all that being said, you could have just divorced, but they did not. That lets me believe that this is nothing but a hoax. And hopefully they will take this show to somewhere like Fox 5 or BET or the E! Channel or VH1 because guess what, y'all? Jada Pinkett's best role is about to be on-air morning personality with Kelly Ripper. Book it. Absolutely. Hell, at this point, she might as well be on CNN. The freshly morning squeeze with <laughs> She Ooh, might as well. <laughs> she might as well be on CNN. Oh, that'd be crazy, <laughs> Yo, if you had Jada Pickett as your co-host, Don Lemon, yo, you'd be back. You'd yes. be back. Y'all might as well go on Fox. Just go on Fox. Go ahead. Get that 8 o'clock uh, slot, man. Go yes. Ahead. Go ahead and get that. Yes, <laughs> because I lied to you not. The 8 o'clock nighttime, Fox News becomes Fox Soul. I lied to you not. And then, <laughs> and then fresh Don Lemon, Jada Pinkett, you, you, you in there. You in there. Like, it ain't Fox News. It's Fox Soul. And then they have... Yeah. Yes. Hold on. I, I forgot the guy's name. Host. Hold on. Um. Are you talking about that black dude that's on Fox News? Yeah. Yeah. He hosts. Uh, oh, he's the host. Flat top. He look like he look like Bumani Jones, but he got a flat top. I know exactly yes, who you're talking yes, about. Yes. I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. No. I can't. I can't think either. Of his name. What is his <laughs> name? Hold on. Hold on. Um. No, but yeah. Claudia Jordan is this, there too, the- and you know she's not very good either. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, I, that they, I cannot. Find is that their signature Black American? Is that their signature Black American that's on Fox News? That the female that you're talking about? Because she has like she gets billboard pictures. Like when they next to the Fox, she's next to the Fox and Friends. When you go to New York, you'll see her like on a billboard, not like a big billboard, but you'll see her. Like she gets a lot of pub. Yep, you're right. I I would think so, but Fox News is also the the show that. Um, that has the the Vivica the show with Vivica Fox and Claudia Jordan and a couple others that spew a bunch of bad takes that uh is stirring. Uh, Wait, hold up, hold up. Vivica Fox is on Fox News. She's on Fox Soul. Now, I, I'm I'm trying to see because I I don't want to say Fox anything Soul? wrong. Yep. Hey, yo, chill. Uh, you got me looking this up now. Hold up, yo, Fox yep. Soul. This is. So is this like a block? This is like a, a block of the TV time they got going on now? Yeah, it's Fox Soul. is a digital, quote-unquote, network live streaming service operated by Fox. Um, oh, I'm reading it right now. I'm reading it yep. right. Oh, James DeBowles oh is God. the one who owns it, who runs it. Uh, black man. But but that's not the, the host that we're talking about. I cannot find his name. Uh, oh, my God. Oh wow! They have they have a streaming service. Yep. Wow. And it disrespected us. We can't even we can't even get no cable network with this though. Like we got to be on streaming service because they just know black people just we gonna just be straight internet. We straight Wi Fi, huh? We basically, (laughs) basically. What's the app? Foxo. I'll be there. Give me a second. (laughs) You tell me the app, dog. That's that's it. Yep. Nothing else. But that's the platform for Don Lemon and Jada Pinkett. Y'all should do a little tandem, and I promise y'all, yeah, y- y'all be just fine. Y'all gonna be all right. And that other show that y'all trying to put together, 
that that movie limited series that you're trying to sell to Netflix and Hulu and these other apps, it'll go through. But you have to do this first. Have to do this first. Freshly squeeze. <laughs> but you have to do this first. But you have to do this first. So you do <laughs> do set it oh, all freshly God. squeezed collaboration. Don Lemon and Jada Pinkett Smith. So it can it can be the red table squeeze or something like that. You know something. Y'all figure it out. Y'all yo, got the it. Red table squeeze, yo. <laughs> yo, but she, but she. No disrespect. They, I think red table talk is scandalous enough for daytime television. You put it on Fox or NBC or CBS. Like you can definitely kick off the real or the other uh, talk show that's on CBS. The talk you can kick one of those shows off and put red table talk right there. Um, yeah, I, I think it would do. I think it would do very well because. In my opinion, we live in this relationship podcast world where toxicity is it's like it's it's great subject matter. And, and for women, and this is what I realized about women. I, I hate to say this out loud, yo. I think women don't want to agree with men. No, they don't. I, it's not even about like they know you're there to make sense, but they don't care about your sense. They care about maybe just their sense. And I don't want to be bad with the sexes about it. I'm just saying it's like, yo, the fact that, by the way, um, a, another uh workplace issue. I don't know if people know this. That woman that was talking with the yellow uh, uh sweatshirt, her name is Abby Della Rosa. For those who do not know, she's one of Nick Cannon's uh baby mothers. Uh, she has three of Nick Cannon's 80 children. Just want people to know yep. that. All right. They work together. Just want people to know that. Um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's, that's facts though. Just want to put that out there. So like when she said it's relatable because, um, yeah, she's basically saying like, Hey, they're trash. Just, just like us. It's relatable. It's an honest table. Yo, I, I kind of disagree with that. It's like, no, it's honest, sure, but why do I need to get honesty from a woman that has just let her public... Yo, listen, whether you cheating on whatever, I don't want to get into that. Like, I don't, I don't want to get into your infidelity. It's none of my business. But the fact that it is my business now and the fact that you had your husband on a table talking about all this stuff, like, I don't know if I... I don't know if this is the type of content that I want. I really don't. I mean, unless if it, if it was in a storyline, that's different. But I really don't want to see Wayne Brady and his wife get upset with each other while he's over here playing whose line is it anyway. I don't want to see that. That doesn't make any sense to me. And no. the fact that there are women that want to say this is honest and they're trash like us. No, they're not trash like me. Okay. I live in a one, I live in a one bedroom apartment. All right. Ain't God knows where they live at and how it looks. I know it looks great. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever they at. So what if I can live where they're living at and have their lifestyle, then you can call me trash. I'm not trash like them. You know, right? I wish I was trash like them. Right. So yeah, like I, the the women here have to understand, like, well, matter of fact, let me not go that way. As an as a TV executive myself, I'm I'm being funny, but I look at that and say, yo, women are gonna eat this up. At the end of the day, women are going to eat this up. Will, uh, Jada has enough clout as far as she can get Queen Latifah and Janelle Monet. Hell, she had Gloria Estefan on. She got clout. She got friends. You know what I mean? They're going to come on the show and talk about 
how they used to have sex with their husbands. Now it's a new dude. I don't know, whatever. And then sometimes you might just bring Will Smith on. And I think that's going to be the bottom line for the TV executives. They like, listen, Jada, yes, I get it. You was on a different world. That was like 40 years ago. But hey, are you bringing Will? Is Will coming on? When is Will so coming? That's just, I think that's just where. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what's going to happen, in my opinion. If Will is going to commit to the show at least once or twice a month, she's going to be on syndicated television in about the next four or five months. It's happening. Oh, it's happening. Yes, because I already see the audience. The audience for Red Table Talk is literally the view with the addition of incense and healing crystals. And there you go. Yes. And and yes. that's your audience. Yes. So you got like, it. How can this woman talk about mental health when she just straight broke down a $20 million man in Will Smith. Like she called, she was, this the same show where she has told her husband that he's not an alpha. What? Yep. This is the same show where, there, where she has said, our marriage is more than a marriage. It's, it's, it's a partnership. Like, like we don't threw that marriage word away. Like we do whatever we want. He does what he want. I do. I do. I do what I want, and I'm just like, but and that's but, a lie. Why do I because need to you can this? tell because you can tell that's something she wants. That is not what he wanted, and you can tell that he's just acquiescing oh. to these quote unquote honest thoughts, living my truth type BS from her, and just for the sake of whatever. If he is still in love and just trying to make this work for the sake of making this work, it's why he's continuing to go along with it. But I, I would just to kind of piggyback there of, you know, they're like, well, this is an honest show. It is honest, but honest is not synonymous with true. Honest is not synonymous with factual. It may be honest. You may be honestly feeling this way. This may be how you feel. This may be how you see. This may, may be how you think, perceive things. This may be your honest perspective of things, but it does not make things true. When you have Janelle Monet come on here and be like, oh, well, I'm such a woman that, you know, and I feel like I'm, I'm closer to God and, and cause God must, must be a woman. He made male and female. Then I'm everything. I'm, I'm everything. I'm not a man or a woman. I'm everything. Cause God is like, oh, when you say just stupid ramblings like this, because you done snorted too much incense, you didn't leave the room when you needed to, then yes, it may be honest. Janelle Monet may actually feel like she's everything because God is everything. So I won't say that I'm a man or a woman because I'm everything. Okay, cool. You want to be non-binary? Cool. But it does not mean that it is real. It does not mean that it is factual. And it does not mean it's something that we have to describe to. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> hey, yo, I used to love me some Janelle Monet though. Ooh, what? She was. Mm, Bruh. Fine. I had oh, such section. the celebrity crush on Janelle Monet. I lie to you not. That little girl yes. with the tuxedo, I'm like, bro, who is yeah. this girl? And mm -hmm. I still got all the music. I still listen to her music because I'm able to separate the artist from, you know, from the art or whatever. Cool. Right. But right. I, had such a, I had such a celebrity crush on her. And then she got to Hollywood and God dang. <laughs> I was like, God dang. All right. You got it, girl. All right. Dang. That was it. Yeah. I had such a you question. Gotta some, you gotta get some minerals, dog. You gotta, you better you better start getting some minerals, <sighs> some sea moss. You got you gotta get those those new earrings, you know, the the wooden ones that make the earlobe yes. mad big, like like yeah. you from Zimbabwe. 
You know what I mean? Right. So you got to do one of those. You got to wear, you got to wear like a different type. You got to wear like a long shirt, like a long V-neck shirt that come to your knees, but it's tight up top. Like it got to, like you wear sandals, you wear a wooden Jesus cross and an unk under it. No matter of fact, the unk has to be engraved in the Jesus cross. Yes. All right. And, and um, you got to wear glasses now. You have to wear glasses. Okay. All Do right. I need and, to dye uh, my hair? Would, would I need to dye my hair? Oh, now, now listen, now listen. I think Jada would love you if you dyed your hair and then you get one of them brunch hats that they wear, the little, uh, the, the, the future sombreros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get one of those. But you can't wear it like like the Undertaker. You got to like wear it like halfway. Like you got to let your hairline show. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, yeah. okay. You got to sit it on top of your head. And then you got to listen to a lot. All right, you hear what I'm saying? A lot. A lot of, um, you know what? I don't know none of those alternative R&B rap artists anyway. So good. <laughs> I, I don't either. I don't either, you but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. But I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, rap artists on title, they be having their profile default picks. They be in like in a cornfield. You got to listen to them motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, those, those types was like those mother earth types. I am the sun. I, I am a, you know, illustration of molecular, collecular energy. You know, I am one with the universe. You know, that type of thing. Yeah, you're right. Yes, I get it. But it's like, oh man, y'all got it. Y'all I'm good. (laughs) Y'all got it. I, I'm like common with hip hop. I used to love her. All right, that's that's cool. <laughs> I used to love her. All right, it's cool. All right, you got it. You got it. Hey, you know, plenty fish in the sea. Oh yeah, <laughs> I am married. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when there's a when there's a will, there's a jingle. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know. Don't think that entanglement thing's gonna work out, out for me. I don't have the uh, resources like that. And I definitely don't have a red table, so <laughs> I'm I'm good. Uh, this kitchen table's brown, and for the real brown folk, for those who live in reality, <laughs> in the words of Nick Cannon, fuck that table. <laughs> Nick Cannon, yo, that was yo. That was the oh. best response I've ever heard Nick Cannon say in his life. This is better than anything he did on all that, anything he did on Wildin' Out, and I'm a big fan of Wildin' Out. Yo, yes. Like anything he said on Mad Singer or, or any other hosting job he done, he done did, that was the realest right there. That was, Spot on. Spot and on. And I know exactly why he took that position because, you know, if you know, Will Smith is like literally big bro to him. Like right. Will Smith was his mentor. Will Smith the was the one that – that put him on, brought him into the business when they put him on, on all that and all these other little, um, you know, appearances on these uh, sitcoms and shows back to the nineties. Will Smith is the one that put him in that position. So, you know, his loyalty, as we heard, his loyalty is going to be team will all day, every day. And there's, uh, there's no telling what all he really knows what's going on behind the scenes. So th- that's really what I heard. Like, nah, Will Smith is my guy. He's the one that put me in the position. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Will. So, nah, 
again, fuck that table, that show. Now, nah, if it wasn't for that show, Will Smith wouldn't, nah, he wouldn't be taking this social tumble that he's taken over the last couple of years. So it's, so that that's where eyes are like, well, Will Smith was the guy that put you on. So I understand why you would take this position like this. Jada just ain't shit on the strength that you called this, you said this man wasn't an alpha and then he showed up one best actor and slapped the comedian at the same damn time. And I, I, I don't hear no grace from you. No, I don't hear no just, grace from you. You want to go just back, You want to go back on the red table and say, I just hope that these two beautiful black men get it together. What? You put listen, yo, you ain't from the hood no more. You're not from the hood no more. Because let me tell you what, yo, if that was my girl, my girl, even if she thought I was wrong, she wouldn't have said that shit. She would have been like, yeah, my man beat the out of you. What's up? <laughs> With the clap and everything, baby. You know what I'm saying? Well, just, yeah. just <laughs> don't, don't worry, baby. I'm going to clap my hands for you because, you know, your hand hurt a little bit after you done slapped the hell out of that mother. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? You know what you done Listen. did? You know what I'm yeah. did the whole thing. And this Will Smith been there. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like Marlon said, uh, uh, hey, uh, hey, that shit ain't funny. <laughs> that was funny. Marlon Wayne's special was so funny, man. I was like, dang, how can he do Chris Rock better than Chris Rock? But yeah. He caught that. That's, he caught it. That was funny. That was funny, man. All right, look. I want to, just for a little bit, I'm a fanboy out, just for a quick second here. Because, uh, <clears throat> My Miami Heat, a.k.a. them goons from Dade County. <laughs> we in the playoffs. This is a Cinderella story in the making because, you know, we we weren't so good during the regular season, but we, we managed to crawl our way into the playoffs. And the reward for inking by was a matchup against the best team in the East with the Milwaukee Bucks, but we beat them in five games, sent them home, right? And now in the second round, we're going up against the Knicks and we already beat the Knicks in game one and we've, we've taken home court. So right now Miami's in the driver's seat and this is still as of now an improbable run because no number eight seed has done this to the one seed in decades. It's, it's been a while. I don't want to say decades, but it's been some years, a long time, and it's very improbable for this to happen for obvious reasons. But um, in the press conference as the Milwaukee team uh, is losing, and, you know, they have these press conferences, they they ask these questions. Um, there was a particular question that was asked to the Milwaukee star, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and I want to go over this answer here and I just want to see if it's dope, if it's doo-doo and you know, we're going to talk about it a little bit. So let's check this out. I just asked Bud the exact same question, but I'm curious for you. Do you view this season as a failure? <sighs> oh my God. Uh... Okay. Because I'm not that up. We, you asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay, uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, 
to be able, I don't know, um, provide a house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. You know, and if you've never, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to make it personal. So, there's always steps to it. You know, um, Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championship. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful. Some days you're not. Some days it's your turn. Some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports is about. You don't always win. Some other other people's gonna win. And this year, somebody else is gonna win. Similar as that. We're gonna come back next year. Try to be better. Try to build good habits. Try to um, play better, not have a 10-day stretch with uh, playing bad basketball. You know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So 50 years from 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures. No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know, and we were able to win one. Hopefully we can win another one. You know, I sorry that I didn't want to make it personal because you asked me the same question last year, and uh, last year... I was in the in the uh, right um, mind space to answer the question back, but I remember it. Nice. Listen, that's my boy, yo. That's my Listen. boy. Listen, now I have always been, even though Miami and Milwaukee, there is a bit of a rivalry. We put them out of the playoffs a few years ago. They came back the next year, put us out of the playoffs, and now we've you know put them out of the playoffs this year. Um, so that there is a playoff rivalry there, but I always have had, you know, a respect for the game. So of course, even though Miami is my team, I watch other basketball because I, I love basketball overall, but I'm always a big fan of Giannis because I understand his perspective is going to be different because of the story of how he became the star that he is. But on one hand, I absolutely have to applaud this answer. This was such this was a goat ass answer <laughs> to give. Uh, and one that you can tell that it was weighing on him since last year. Cause he started off like, listen, you asked me this, this BS last year. Like I'm, I'm going to go ahead and Americanize what he just said. Like I didn't motherfucker. Look, you asked me this bullshit last year. Now do, do, do you do what I do? But first of all, no, let's, let's talk about what you do. What, what do you do? You sit here and ask questions. All right, so that, that promotion that, that you got, if, if you don't get it every year, or are you failing every year? Huh? Huh? No, I'm asking you a question. Answer the question, motherfucker. Are, are you getting a promotion every year? No? No? Oh, oh all right. All right, so listen. Nah, it ain't no, no failure. Nah, you know, and he goes on to me like, okay, look. I'm sorry. Before I beat the dog shit out of you, let, let, let me calm down. Let me calm down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then he went on and gives <laughs> good answer. What was your take? Like, is 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 he right? Is Giannis right about this? Is he wrong? Is there something he missing? What, what's your take about that? First of all, this is the dopest, one of the dopest uh, post game interview moments I've seen in about uh, not that long, maybe like a year, <laughs> maybe about yeah. nine months. But um, if I had a child, if I if I had a son or a daughter, and they watched basketball with me. Um, when they see that, especially if they're under 10 years old, because they're just like, when you see Giannis, you see LeBron, you see Steph, you, you see your heroes. 
You know what I mean? You always want to see them in a good light. Right. And if you love them, right, you're going to defend them regardless. So I could see my little son or daughter be like, man, dad, why, 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 they, why they talking to Giannis like that? And, and imagine if someone didn't like Giannis. They'd be like, man, Giannis over here being salty as hell. Get him out of here, yo. I hate, oh, ah, all right. We got to think about it. First of all, this is one of the best players in the NBA, like top three right now in the NBA. There's no conversation about that. This man's one of the best players in the NBA today. And realistically, realistically, even though that the Heat did a gentleman sweep on him, you got to think about this for a second. Giannis missed two games. That man is hurt inside. And this is one of those people, and I, what I love about Giannis so much is that his game, his gamesmanship comes from the 90s, the 80s, you know, that good old time of the NBA where he ain't trying to be none of y'all friends out here on these right. He'll kick it with LeBron. Give him a dap. Yeah, you the king. All right, no problem. I'm about to dunk on you, though. Give me a second. You know what I'm saying? This is what he does. When he's in the offseason while Durant and LeBron play butt buddy, Giannis do not. All right? Giannis is hanging out with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton talking about some now. We got to complete that play the right way because in eight months, I'm coming back and getting this chip, bro. That's right. what he does. And you just – what we saw was a competitor being passionate but at the same time being disciplined because he could have easily just jumped over this table and put this man in a power bomb. It would have been a whole thing, and I would have loved it. But he, he gave him, in my, in my opinion – a precise answer. Whereas, yo, every year, like, matter of fact, let, let's leave Giannis alone. I, I, I love it. But I want to say something that the great Charles Barkley said, and I, I'm, I'm making sure I repeat the right things because you never know what a Charles Barkley be saying now. What he's saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Charles, Bar Charles, <laughs> Charles, Charles Barkley, Barkley wild told, boy. Told, we told Ernie Johnson to take your little thing out. <laughs> Jack went crazy, said, what? And then you see Ernie pull out this little pad, say, yeah, we want me to write something down. I'll pull this little thing out my pad. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. Yo, Shaq, but no, but, but Barkley said that you got to realize that a lot of things have to happen for you to even make that trip to the finals think about it you gotta and you don't want to be injury prone um home you know home, home court advantage like a lot of things need to take place to make things happen the right way you can have a right. great regular season and then your star players out for a series look at what's happening with Embiid. even though if we look they at they won the game right now yep. they won the game right but it was a very tight game but but these are the things that we talk about right here and i think Giannis just just summed it up in a, in my opinion, I'm gonna call it a gracious manner. And um, I would say to the journalist, you know what? I, Cause I saw an interview that he had on with Dan Lebertard the next day and he was talking about it. And I thought he was just too meticulous about it. Like he was just like, yeah, you know, he was, he was upset, but I felt like he was being passionate. Like he was just too, like, I'm like, dog, real, realistically, just ask him a simple ass question, but it was the right simple question because yeah. it, like, yo, like he, this was a big loss for him. This is a this is an upset. No, I don't care what anybody says. That's an upset, and he was a little, you know, he was salty about it. But that's the that's the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat that we call sports. Like you, I want my children to see that because if they're yes. interested in sports, they're going to have to live some of that, the agony of defeat and the thrill of victory. They're going to. 
I've seen kids play when I used to work for Playbook Sports and I used to work with uh, AAU teams, uh, girls, girls basketball teams, boys basketball teams. I've seen this fourth grade girls team. Score was like 45 to 45. The game could have, um, no matter of fact, it was 45-46. If she made one of them tie, right, and the other two, they win. The woman missed both of those free throws. Right? Like, mm. yo. And here's the thing that was killer. The girls from the other team, they just came and consoled her. The ones that won. They just came and consoled her. Like, yo. Because what if that girl never want to play basketball again over that? Or maybe that girl gets strong and be like, nah, that ain't going to never happen again. Right? Like, But right. in that moment. It's like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Like, like that, that person should not, her talent should not be defined by this, by this, this moment that just happened. And I think that's what Giannis was basically saying in that synopsis. It's like, yo, my legacy is not going to be broken because I had a bum knee and I missed two games out of this series. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm right. coming back, dog. Like, like you act like this is LeBron's last season. I'm Giannis. I want an MVP, two of them back to back. And I want a chip. You better respect me. All right, exactly. Jimmy Butler, all you guys, listen, good luck to you. Hope y'all do y'all thing, because Spoltra got a couple of them. Pat got a lot of them. Y'all ain't got none of them. Hope y'all exactly. do. Exactly. One thing that I did not like was the journalist who asked the question having an interview the next day. And that's what I feel like that's what's, what this game is becoming, because I go back to the Kyrie situation where Nick Quinn says, was asking a question and trying to, you know, box him into saying what he wanted to say, and Kyrie was bucking back. And then for the next week, on every sports broadcast, who was up there front and center on live television? Nick Fuentes. Oh, I think this, I think that, I think that. And I was like, no, he. what Kyrie was trying to prevent and said, no, you want to get a soundbite out of me so you can be famous and get your 15 minute of, minutes of fame. It happened. And I think that's just what people are doing. And I, I I just find it whack. And why just what we talked about in the last uh, episode, just mm. why I feel like just the the art of like journalism to where I'm just trying to get information to get some, some you know, let me get a real answer out of you. Let me get, you know, a, your, your, the raw emotion, if you will, how you feel in this point in time. Let me go ahead and, and present it the way it needs to be presented. And that's it because I'm good at my job. Not so much of let me try to get a viral moment going so then I can then monetize that and then try to get someone's like, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but I don't, I don't, know, I don't I mean, like it. I would, okay. I know what you're saying overall. The, what I disagree with is, okay, think about this. We saw, we saw the moment, but it's because of Giannis' reaction. The question, honestly, the question is a normal question. Yo, do you feel like this season is a failure? Again, this is an eighth seed beating a, first, a number one seed. Now, right. I know one happened maybe like, I believe, 10 or 11 years ago, but the one that I know is most memorable in my heart is when the Golden State Warriors with Baron Davis beat uh, Dirk Nowitzki and the Dallas Mavericks. Yes. Because that was something that ESPN was talking about a week before. It was like, listen, I'm gonna look, I, I hate to tell y'all. I hate to tell you. Golden State Warriors might beat Dallas Mavericks. I'm telling you that right now. Young Don Nelson got these guys. And it happened. Yep. That was crazy. Um, you know, and, and then and here's, here was the kicker. Dirk Nowitzki won the MVP that season. And I remember that press conference. Mark Cuban damn near wanted to cry because he was like, damn, like, like, 
he had to he had to do better things like get better pieces involved with Dirk because he was like yo I could have sworn this team was ready and they just got annihilated first round um so my thing is I'm not gonna get mad at the sports uh like these sports radio shows that bring oh that's my I'm sorry y'all that's my faucet um I I'm not gonna blame uh the sports media outlets for bringing the journalists on for the interviews again these are sports media outlets which are usually journalists and they're going to bring their you know their brothers and sisters that's in that uh sorority fraternity i'm not, you know so i get that um again i thought it was a i thought it was a normal question it was just in the t- yo imagine if Giannis was the third seed and they and, and they lost to the sixth seed I, I don't know if he would have that type of smoke for it i mean well he, he's very competitive so he might still but yeah i just think that i just think it's more of the moment um i think Kyrie's situation that was clout chasing that was different like i could understand that like that one was like hey yo do do you asked the one question and on top of it it wasn't even nba related you didn't even try to make it funny you didn't even try to like, you know, just put both in at the same time. It's like, hey, listen, Kyrie, would you, would you play basketball with any Jews? Like, you know, you're like, you're going to just, yeah. if you're going to act like this about it, play around with it the whole, pause, but play, you know what I mean? Just have fun right. with the whole thing, period. You know what I'm saying? Don't sit there and ask this man about how he feel about the Jewish nation when it has nothing to do with him playing basketball in the first place. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to ask him questions like that, why don't you ask him when he's doing one of his community events? Because this is an activist. Kyrie Irving ain't one of these little corny people that be talking that, yapping that, and be at home chilling. No, he's an activist too. Yes. So you can go to one of his community affair programs that he put together, and you can ask him questions like that outside of the court. But when he's there in a, in practicing, you ask scrimmage. Yo, ask that man respectable questions. I I thought the question that he asked Giannis was respectable, and I I just I just personally love the response from Giannis because of course he was mad as hell. He got to go home knowing that damn he he let Milwaukee down, but he's prideful enough and he knows he's one of the greatest players enough to not say that this is a failure. Can't say yes. it, it, was, it was on a bum knee, a right. bum knee. Yeah, no, I I applauded. I applaud this. This was the the ultimate dad motivation quote answer type thing because, like you said, this this is the type of response you you want to to see kids or give to to kids uh, when when they experience those heartbreaking moments and the agony of defeat because like you know that there's steps to it. It's okay. It's going to sting now, but let's learn from this sting and figure out how can we get better. What can we do better? You know, so I I, I applaud it. Um, I do see both sides of the argument was like, yeah, well, it is a failure because of you was the one seed and you was favored to win the championship, but you got ousted in the first round. Gentlemen, sweet. Like, okay, I get that. But this answer, I'm rocking with it. I'm I'm rocking with it. So um, something else I'm going to ask if you're rocking with it. <laughs> the granddaddy has, um, he, he's dropped this highly anticipated album. Smokey Robinson is uh is finally on the scene and he dropped his album titled Gasms. You know, we talked about it in a previous pod and we said, hey, the moment it drops, we are gonna go over this thing here. And um yes, Smokey Robinson at 83 years old dropped a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 
nine song album titled Gasms. Um, <laughs> so what I said I would do is exactly what I did when I saw the album track listing and I saw that it was available for listening and streaming. I went straight to track nine and <laughs> I went straight to track nine title. I fit in there and I listened to that song first and I went backwards. I went from eight, seven, six, all the way back up to one. And uh, I will say Smokey Robinson. This is the greatest worst album I have ever heard. <laughs> in 2023 because this is uh, this is classic smoky is not bad for a smoky robinson album if this was motown 1957 but unfortunately it's april it was released on april 28th but it's 2023 and i'm sorry smoky i am so sorry but in 2023 this is garbage <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Smokey. Don't just. I fit. Okay. Before I go off on this, before I go off on this, in classic late night flight fashion. Oh, here you go. (laughs) How many flights are you giving this album? Come on, man. It's Smokey. I know it's Smokey. I know it's Smokey, but oh, because no. it's Smokey, we gotta oh, do this. How many flights does Smokey Robinson's new album, Gasms, get? <laughs> I'm giving it I'm giving it one flight only because he had sex with Diana Ross and, and told everybody about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now plot twist now. Now yeah. could this actually be like an audio expose about his affair with diana ross yo he fit in there that's what he He said (laughs) he said listen i know you married i'm married but guess what i fit in there what's up oh my god all right look do this to promote this album smoky robinson now he's a legend like we we know the flowers we have to give smoky robinson He is a legend, an absolute legend. There will never be another Smokey Robinson. But unfortunately, after this album, we kind of, I ain't Smokey. We need you to ride off into the sun. Don't ever do this. I don't know. I don't know who okayed this in his, in his team. I don't agree. Now I don't agree with that. Even though this is a, even though this is a one flight album, I'm only saying that because I don't relate to any of this. Now, if I was, 83 i might love this because it takes him to that place and look i gotta look sonically he was at one of the best studios i don't know what studio he was at but that's oh yeah listen oh oh, the 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 mix it the mix on this uh, album crisp as hell it's almost as if he was at motown this the studio work was amazing but the the beats the way he sung his music it was very 1957 like you said it was very doo-wop well, not even do wop, but like you know, soul wop. It was just slow, uh, uh, meticulous. I meant to say, and it just didn't have that that flavor. Like the beats was didn't have that flavor. 
Like that, doom, 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 da, 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 like very Motown, you know, so like, you know, where you yes. can at least get a nice little bop to it or something. It, it, none of that. None of that. None of that. But he can still sing. I mean, listen, man, 83, listen. Yes, yes. 83. I, you know, if I wish I could do something as well as he can do when I'm 83. That's all I can say about that. That man That's was facts. on the Today Show with his band telling the world that he's still fitting there and come get the, like, I imagine uh, wait, this is NBC today. So I don't, I don't know who the women are that are like popping on there, but imagine when it was like, ladies and gentlemen, performing his new song. I fit in there off the new album. Gasms. Here is Smokey Robinson. It's like, yo, yeah, yo. I mean, Kudos, I ain't gonna lie. hats, flowers. Yeah. Like he deserves all of it. Absolutely. Now, but I do it, have one question. You can say whatever you want. Yes. Here goes my What's question, up? though. Um, when, he, when he gets his gasms, is it just, is it smoke? <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Talk My Credo podcast. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I, I don't know, but... I would surely like to find out at 83. That's why I'm like, you know what, Smokey? Even though this was bad, um, not now, uh, like this, this, this was perfectly bad. Cause like you said, the sound, like if he released this album, this very same album, like this, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, bro, I promise this will probably be one of the greatest albums that he's ever put out. You know, like that. Just because, just the know. talk. Let me talk better than cruising, but you can talk. I'm sorry. Now, th- this is true. This is absolutely true. But I'm saying just for what it was, because I, the sexy talk that you were trying to do in this album didn't even fit in 2023. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just the, the intimate seduction that you were doing, nobody can relate to it, but. In, in, your, in your words, I'm, I'm going to quote you when we talk about Chris Rock, like a 1% in like 200 people who understood, <laughs> who understood, who understands what you're that saying. You music? You funny, you said. <laughs> Only Smokey, Smokey, Diana Ross, Cher, Dolly Parton, and Willie, Willie Nelson. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like... But the rest of us, like, th- th- this is... Harry Belafonte said, nah, dog, I'm out of here. I don't want to hear this. Yeah, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm checking. Yep. <laughs> he said, I'm checking right on now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's probably what happened. He hit up Harry Belafonte for a feature. <laughs> he was like... He was like... Wait, <laughs> 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 oh, he literally dropped out. Okay, rest of peace to everybody. Oh man, I had to put my cough button on for that. How you do that? <laughs> ooh, oh my ooh, god. Ooh, rest of oh, peace, Harry Belafonte. But oh man. That's all I'm saying. Like, this is a dope album. It's just wrong time like it's a dope it's a dope album for joe biden yeah man like 
man, it's just like that's basically uh, this. This should be placed a generation ago. In the words of Don Lemon, it was past his prom. Wait, are they cancel me? Don't cancel me. No, yep, see, that there we go. Too late. <laughs> Too late. It was It was past its prom. Like Oh man, but it it was it He fit in there. He fit in there. I like he, he says, when people think of gasms, they think of orgasm first and foremost. I tell everybody, whatever your gasm is, that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yo, yo, spoken like a true pimp. Yo, I love it, yo. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. But, you know, shout out to Smokey, man. But I'm, I'm laughing and we got these jokes. But, yeah, I would love to see what I will be capable of doing at 83 years old. Lord willing. Um, he should make a he should make an album next year and call it Smokescreen. Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, see. So I figured you about see see. I, I know what you do. You do these things. You hit me with the one liners, and then subconscious, I'd be like shallons, and then I'll try to shoot back too. I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. You got it. You <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man! But shout out to Smokey. Shout out to Smokey. Dang, James Harden dropped forty five points. Dang. All right, James. Hey. Well, we know he goes to the strip club for real tonight. He going no straight problem. to the strip club. Straight to the strip club. Straight to he about to drop straight. fifty thousand on him. Yep. He but said, "I'm gonna drop to... a for every point I score. I'm gonna drop a band on you." So <laughs> somebody going to Howard you for free after uh, James Harden done with him. Mm-hmm. Somebody's tuition <laughs> is paid for tonight. Paid for tonight. <laughs> In full, they don't even go to college, but they go to college tonight. <laughs> you know what I've been thinking about doing? I think about going to get my education. You know I mean, oh, listen, girl, yeah. you know, I, I have dreams of being a nurse. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna go to Penn State. Got no time for that. Mm-hmm. Got sixty thousand dollars from this mother. <laughs> what's 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 the 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 fancy word for nurse? You know, it'd be like I'm a something 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 practitioner. Oh, so you're a nurse. Like, oh, oh. I'm a <laughs> I don't know. Home home health oh. aid is over here in New Jersey. That's all I know. <laughs> That's the closest yeah, thing to a nurse I know. They're like, oh, I'm an environment protectional manager engineer. Oh, you're a janitor? All right, cool. So, right, so... <laughs> right. right. Oh man. Right. Kamala oh. when Kamala be saying like, yo, um, yeah, you know, I I protect the president. I'm the vice president. Oh no, you're the nurse. Yep. <laughs> yes. You give him those pills three times a day <laughs> and a glass of water. All right. So um, th- this is a fan Semitic topic that they, they said, and th- this is a little context of this topic All here, right. but they said they were at work. Yes. And they were, now this person is, is Caucasian. And it oh. was having a, yep. There was having a conversation with someone at work and in trying to, learn about you know the black community and various black issues okay he said she she had a she was particularly oh, nervous yes oh, yeah, oh she was particularly hey. 
Hey, lady. Hey, how you doing? Hey. <laughs> she was hey. particularly nervous. Well, actually, you know her. She, so shout out to Courtney. Hello, Courtney. And thank you for the, the, for the topic submission. Um, I, I don't know Courtney, but hello, Courtney. Well, Hi. But I shouted her out before, and you asked if she was single. And Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember. Yeah, so remember. you asked if she was single, yes. and... I still don't know because I forgot to ask if she was actually oh, single. Okay. I don't think she's single though. I don't think so. But you know, I, I can <laughs> but shout out to Courtney. Thank you for the uh submission. But well, basically if you're, not, if you're not single, I am Ime. How about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Ime. Listen. So she wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to know if, you know, if there is a difference between identifying or calling someone black or African-American. And she didn't know the difference. And she wanted to know if there is a particular uh, is one a pejorative or used negatively towards us. Is there, you know, mm. what to what mm. to use? How would I describe you? That type of thing. And I don't want to be offensive, that type of thing. And I was like, all right, that's that's fair enough because you know we have that type of conversation in our in our community anyway. Um, yes. so I figured, yes. why not? Why not? So, um, I'll let you start off, and then I'm then I'm gonna follow up. Yeah, yeah. You you know what? You can follow up because you 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 definitely gonna uh probably take it to a whole other place. And, and I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep mine real chill. I'm gonna keep mine chill. I'm gonna keep mine chill because okay. because this is for educational purposes. This is for our, our friend Courtney over here. We thank yeah. you for the question. We thank you for listening to us. Um, yeah, man. And and please tell all your friends about what we have going on because after this answer from me, hopefully this will definitely take. You can take this home. Take this to your to your friends that are that look like you. That you know, your white Americans look. First of all, by the way, I don't have no real issue with white Americans as far as the people that I get to meet. Um, but if they start talking that systematic stuff, then then yeah, then 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 yeah, the gloves are off. But right. most for the most part, everyone's pretty pretty chill and neutral. I, I live in New Jersey, so it's it's a democratic state for the most part. But South Jersey is very different. But anyway, we can get into that. So let's answer the question. So African American. And what I like to say, Black American, is in my opinion, the same thing, okay? Now, Martin Luther King likes to say African American. Malcolm X likes to say Black American. Right. So it depends on the leader that you like to follow. I was more of a Malcolm type. I used the word Black American, but I, I used to say African American all the time, no problem, like it wasn't nothing. So here's something I want, I want, I want everyone to learn or at least get 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 where I'm about to go with this. So think about I was I was uh when you gave me the topic Dante I was on Wikipedia and I wanted to see what did they call my homegirl Lupita. Okay? Lupita on Wikipedia is a Kenyan Mexican. She was born in Mexico uh but she was uh birthed from uh Kenyan parents cuz the father was a teacher at worked in Mexico. The reason why I did that is because I thought she was going to be Kenyan American because I want to show people something. Uh, Ime Aduka, well, his is American Nigerian because he was born in America. But mostly when you're from a country in Africa, they're not going to say African American. It's going to say Nigerian America or God. Well, I don't know how to say Ghana, but like you're from Ghana, mm -hmm. American, Liberian American, Egyptian American, South African American. Okay. 
The reason why they call us African-Americans, and no disrespect to you, Miss Courtney, because you're a white American, I would think you would, you would know this before me, you know, because, you know, heirlooms and family. Anyway, <laughs> not mm -hmm. saying yours, just, just saying, you. of course, you know somebody. But here's the thing. Think about this. As an African-American, they can't trace. And when I say they, I'm talking about my family or some of the white people that's here today cannot trace what tribe and what country I'm truly from. So they know we, they know they got us from Africa, therefore African-American. And how you identify African-Americans in this country. Dante, I don't mean to be in your business. What's your real last name, sir? I have no idea. Very good. Mine's is Jesse. Okay, that's how they identify us as African-Americans in this country. So when you see someone like Zion Williamson, that lets you know that man was, you know, his ancestors were the ones that was pillaged, raped, and hung, okay? All uh -huh. right? Because your last name that looks like us should not be Williamson, should not be Johnson, should not be Jesse, right? We should be having Anten and Kupo, but we don't have that. That's how you know we're African-Americans. Um... And then another, the one last thing I'll say is, at, whether you're African American or Black American, but what Black like people that really use the word Black though, what they what what they want you to know is that they are willing to tell you that whatever trace that they come that come from Africa, we're not going to necessarily claim it, claim it because we don't know anything about it. We know that our ancestors come from, you know, cooking up the soul food. Well, it wasn't soul food then, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Basically, just making the best of what we had during the times of indentured servitude, well, we known as slavery. And that's where we're at. Um, now, again, me as Nassau Nuru, I just say Black American because, again, I follow the ex of Malcolm, okay? And that's, that's the term that he wanted to use, and they were very more engaged with the ancestry of Black Americans as far as from slavery to now. Because what we have done in America we have trailblazed. We went from Kunta Kinte to George Washington Carver to Carmelo, uh, to Carmelo. Well, hell, to Carmelo Anthony, to freaking Kamala Harris, to Barack Obama. Like, we've done it. Now, I mean, the same way you have as white Americans, from George Washington to Scarlett Johansson, hey, we got some stars too. And that's just where we're at with it. So that's that was my piece right there, Dante, if that was cool with you, bro. But to Courtney, oh, absolutely. just let you know. That is what that is, all right? African-American is basically people that look like us, like the, the black Americans, not a Caribbean-American, not a, a Nigerian-American. They can't trace our steps. So they just say, screw it. You, we know you from Africa, African-American. And usually African-Americans would have names like Jesse, Johnson, Williamson, uh, Thomas, you know, like all those normal last names that you may have, Courtney. But yeah, take it away. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's basically how I feel because, you know, you, you're going to get a slightly, I want to say different, but a, a, a slight variation of the very answer that Nas gave, because it's, it's basically a personal preference. We don't have a real problem with either one of them. You know, if you say we black, cool. You say we African-American, all right, cool. Personally with me, I am with Nas. I, I, I like to tend to, to black or black American, um, just because that that more accurately identifies a culture it, it identifies a community um and also with me because I, I love being petty it also is a bucking of the system 
that once used that as a pejorative to uh, justify us being less than in this society, you know, and with that's all the with your Jim Crow's, your uh, slave codes, your, you know, one drop rules and all these things that was used against us. It was called black. You know, that's just another type thing that we also, you know, will follow that that Malcolm X made us fall in love with again. You know, with the, the 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 famous, you know, who taught you to hate yourself and say your black is beautiful. Be proud of who you are. That's where Black Panthers come from and these things. But either way, you say African American, that's that's cool too. You know, um, I don't think you know you may find because again we're not all exactly a monolith, um, so you may find some that actually would prefer one over the other. But the the history is like you say when they when you say African American. For us, it's like, you know, African is a continent. You know that, right? You know, um, like that's a continent. That's a really big place. And it has many, many, many countries inside of Africa. So you don't know where, but I just know your black ass is from Africa. That's all I know. <laughs> and that's, you know, so we kind of see it that way. It's like, I, you just know I'm from Africa. So, all right, you're African-American. Um, but, you know, it's it's the same uh, I don't want to say labeling, but you know that is kind of a Caucasian thing. Was trying to label and label people that happened in sixteen hundreds. But I, we're gonna to touch on that in another topic. Um, but I wouldn't say that you should feel that you should be nervous um, with e- with either one. But I would say this: I would say the more politically correct one that you will feel safest to use would be African American. You know, you know, I I think that that'll keep you, um, that'll give you the most cushion, so to speak, because that way you know it's not necessarily used derogatory uh, in a, ter- a derogatory manner. Now, of course, you know tone and context and stuff that's also very important. You know, if you say, "Man, you get your black ass out of here," then you, yeah, we're gonna have some issues <laughs> or something like that. Don't, um, and don't say the blacks. Don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, like don't don't say, don't put like, the like, yeah because I don't do that I don't be like yeah I'm out here with the whites you know what I mean I I may <laughs> I may lose my I may get tone deaf and be like I'm with my white friend you know what I mean something like that like, you, and, you, and, and as time go on so in the, like the first two days you have the right to be like yo I'm with my black friend which with your friends not your parents you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll allow it but you're gonna have to grow from there but if you say yo you know what does the blacks be doing hey yeah oh whoa yo, check please oh. Suplex. Hold up now. About to be like Batman. Batman has no jurisdiction. I will hit a woman. Sorry. <laughs> but yes. Oh, also, I, I think I misunderstood your, your question before uh, when you was asking my real last name. Now, I, I, I said I had no idea, but I was referring to as right. far as where I come from. Um, got you. Got actually, you, got you. you know, but my, my last name is Hartgrove. But I know Hartgrove is literally the name of the owner who owned my ancestors. So I know that's where you know Hartgrove comes from. Yeah. And that's so, what I'm saying. Like, like, cause, cause that was for identity. That was for, that was for ID purposes back in the yep. day. Okay. Uh-huh. Like that, this is just what I want you to understand. Courtney, like this was for identification purposes because yep. mind you, America at the end of the day is still an immigrant country. As far as they, they come to Ellis Island, you know, all that, like that's whole storyline of what America is supposed to be. It's, it's, Technically, still like that. So yep. you're going to have so many people coming in. 
And guess what? Black Americans, we're going to fight the good fight because we feel that we were, we were, uh, you know, we, we, we're the sec, we're the second hand and that's not, yep. we, we don't, we don't, we don't want that. We, we, we built, if you want to say that white America is the iPhone of this, well, guess what? And I say this respectfully, black Americans, so please don't smack me around. If white people want to say that the iPhone fine, we was definitely those little ass Chinese kids that was downstairs in the basement building them things for you. So Absolutely. we feel as though we, we should have some type of ownership just as much as you. So when y'all be like, this is my country, we be like, well, this is my country too. And you be yeah. like, oh. Oh, when y'all say that dumb, when y'all say that dumb stuff, as far as if you don't like it, you can leave. No, no, no. This no. is our home, just That's as much, if not more, than yours. And if That's we right. have to leave, you have to leave, leave too. That's right. <laughs> so, Take no. your ass back to Buckingham Palace, baby. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, stop playing. Yeah. So that that's that's all. But we hope we answered your question. Um, but yeah, it's it's all good as long as we know because you know you'll find we are a very forgiving people. Now you know we we might give you some side eyes if if the vibe is wrong and stuff. But if if you are a genuine person, you cool with us. It's all good. So we mad that racists can live eighty eight years in America. Make sure that some young 11-year-old person winds up dying in a creek somewhere where their body was bloated in a casket, and now you get to watch that in an African-American National Museum in Washington, D.C. You know, let's, you know, just want to just give you some facts. Just give you some uh -huh. facts. Give you some facts. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, you know, it's all good. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Mean, so, meanwhile, meanwhile, a forty-five-year-old man can just die in the arms of a police officer do, doing a, a rare naked chokehold. You know, okay, for eight yeah. minutes live mm -hmm. on CNN. Yeah, yeah. Just want to put that. This out. is America. This is America. Ah, speaking of America, I love going over the history of America. So, um, let's have a little story time here with Dante. So, last week I gave a little preference of my many interactions that I have on uh on social media and um i'm here to follow through <laughs> so okay. you know now we began this this topic with some clips that i have to play because these clips will provide the context of the exchange that i that i got into so the the, the clip that you are about to hear is a minute long and there is a um is of a black man who's on dr phil uh, and he's describing the topic of reparations. And let's just take a listen here. And then we're going to come back and I'm going to give you the next step of this story. Check this out. There were about 3,700 free blacks who owned 12,000 slaves, black slaves. The question is, do the descendants of those free blacks who owned black slaves, do they pay? Blacks really benefited more the first 100 years after slavery than we have in the last 50 years. I was born in 1937 during the Depression. Everyone in my small, low-income black community, 98% of the households had a man and a woman raising children. Elderly people could walk safely in that community without fear of being assaulted by their grandchildren. Never heard a gunfire during that time. Never heard of a child being 
shot to death in the crib. But there are 50 children today who have been shot and killed in our cities. You're talking about remedies. We've got to look beyond saying that, that every solution has to have a, a, a winner and a loser, that blacks can only benefit if whites lose. We have to be defined more than just victims of oppression. All right, so that's part one. And now he has some very good points, but there are some other things that, you know, these uh, white conservatives took and said, oh, he just debunked and explained why reparations won't help the black community. You know how they do. So um, so there is a another clip that was being used that I'm going to play as well. Uh, and then I'm going to give the the next part of my <laughs> of my story you know, for context purposes. So let's check out this guy, take a listen, and let's check this out. There are some people that were talking about reparations in this country. They wanted reparations. And I remember I made this particular liberal so angry at me because I told them right to their face, nobody owes you anything for slavery. If you want to tell the truth about it, it is you who owes it's you who owes. Why do you owe? Because somebody in those fields took stripes for you. Somebody after those fields were ended and slavery was ended, somebody had to walk through Jim Crow for you. Somebody fought wars and died for you. Somebody lived less than because they didn't have what you have and they did it for you. There are people in their graves right now and they are there because they were willing to stand up and fight for you. Those folks on the Edmund Pettus Bridge carrying American flags, take that Colin Kaepernick, living in a society that he could scarcely acknowledge, something that he has never known, living with a bigotry that none of us can imagine carried American flags on that bridge. And when they were hit upside the head with nightsticks and shot with water hoses and knocked to the ground, they got up and picked those flags up and kept marching. And they did it for you. Nobody owes you anything if anybody owes it's you because you've been the benefactor of freedom. You are the one that owes. All right. So that was a, uh, a black Republican. That's Tim Scott? No, it wasn't Tim Scott. Uh, he yeah, was at... One? Yes, another one. So, um, yeah. I, well, you know, it can't be Herschel Walker because he actually was at least coherent in the drivel he was saying. Um, Tim Clasic? Uh Possibly. Possibly <laughs> if, if she identified as a man. Uh, <laughs> so, but that would be very liberal of them, huh? Uh, yes. There's also one more clip that um that i want to play but i i don't think i'll find it because i didn't get the 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 clip but basically it's a white brown to be another color i'm just gonna put that out there yeah there there is a uh a an ohio politician trying to see his name um basically I, i don't even need to play this clip this clip is basically a a white politician in Ohio at a Republican gathering of some sort. And he's like, Oh, well, there's this talk about reparations. Well, the there's people who fought and died in the civil war to free black slaves. Do the white people who died, the families, do they get reparations that there? 
Yeah, I, I know. I know. So, in my response, <clears throat> particular, uh, specifically to the, the first clip of the gentleman there, um, I wrote on this clip after they wrote the caption, oh, he just debunked and destroyed uh, why blacks deserve reparations because it will not help their community. I wrote, shaking my head, this is where context is important to tell the entire truth. Yes, blacks own slaves. An overwhelming majority of those blacks who own slaves did so to buy their family and friends out of benevolence. And of course, on the other side of that coin, blacks owned slaves because it was the cash cow of that time in the South. This gentleman made an amazing point that even he missed. The part that you all, even this gentleman misconstrued is the belief that reparation talk boils down to black people versus white people. And that's wrong. Reparation talk is black African descendants of slaves versus the U.S. government. The same way it was for Japanese and Native Americans. He's right, though. Black people do not have to benefit at the expense of white people. But that's the narrative that continues to be pushed. And that's why y'all throw yourselves in opposition because you think you're going to lose something. All in all, this is a shallow argument of, quote unquote, blacks did it too. Definitely doesn't invalidate or quiet this conversation at all, especially when factoring in the rest of American history up until 60 years ago. All right. So up until now, that has about 200 likes on it. But of course, I probably have just as many comments and uh, from white conservatives who were not happy about my response at all. Go figure. So, of course, I get, you know, your trolling racist thing, because, of course, when you piss off people on this side, the first thing they do is go straight to racism. So. As I do what I normally do, I respond to all the smoke and I'm just responding and basically letting people know how absolutely stupid they are politely. Uh, I got in contact. One particular person reached out to me in opposition to what I said. Now, this person, one, j just a quick heads up or FYI when you're dealing with the Internet. Another thing that I've noticed when I'm dealing with people on the right and conservative is the moment they want to attack me, the first thing they do is get their burner account. They are disciples of Kevin Durant. They are masters of the burner account. Like, and it's so evident. It's so evident. These people, they will never come to you with who they are because they know the things they want to say to you and you will hold them accountable for will cost them something. So they hop on those burner accounts and then they let it fly. They let those racist rhetorics fly, the, the, just the racist slander. They let it fly. Now, of course, people took that to say, oh, you just hate white people. And, oh, well, guess what? The, where does the government get the money from? It comes from taxpayer dollars. And my response is, well, if you disagree, then I'm sorry. That is an issue you will have to take up with your government. Because it's not a you problem. I'm not pointing my finger at you. I'm pointing my finger to the government that sanctioned, oversaw, and benefited from chattel slavery, which is reported the most brutal form of slavery that took place was right here in the Americas, North America, South America, the Caribbean islands, because y'all considered black people that came from, that came from Africa 
you did not consider them human. You considered them property. I'll go ahead and, and get rid of the, the next, the second argument that always comes. Well, I'm Irish. Where's my reparations? Well, first of all, the quote unquote slavery you came into was not chattel slavery. The slavery that the Irish people experienced in America was called indentured servitude, which means you got to work for your freedom. If you put in X amount of time of work or been able to raise or accumulate X amount of money, you could buy your way out of freedom. If you could not, then you had to work for five years, seven years, 10 years, whatever the number was, you got to work your way to your freedom. Black people did not have that option at all. We were considered subhuman. So from the womb to the tomb, we were property and we were treated as slaves. So no, you were not in the conversation. And again, Irish people who want to come with this with this mess, if you have a problem and you feel you do deserve some sort of reparations, that is an issue you take up with your government. That is not an issue that you try to tack on and to put your way in front of black people when they're trying to get justice for them. If you want justice, go to those who wronged you, not to another group of people who's trying to fight their own justice. Now, I will also tell the people who comes with the Irish thing that the Irish people of that time, especially those who were fighting for their own freedom in Ireland, they will be ashamed of you because it's those Irish people who literally comes and says, hey, we did not get inspired to fight for our freedom until we saw the black people in America fight for theirs. They will be ashamed of you, Irish people who want to throw your Irish lineage into the way of getting black justice because it was those black people when they were fighting for their freedom, secured freedoms for Asian Americans, secured freedoms for even you, Irish Americans, because it inspired a movement globally. All right. If there's an issue, take it up with your government. Now, I got a very, very interesting message from a troll. I knew this was a second account, but he says, you're so uneducated. And it shows you're so uneducated and it shows nothing of what you said. It's true because <laughs> because it was Africa who started slavery in the world. <laughs> it was Africa that started slavery. And it was Africa who first sold the first slave. So tell me. Who sold you into, who sold who into slavery? Africans sold other Africans into slavery. So what you should be doing is reaching out to your quote unquote brothers over in Africa for reparations. We don't owe you anything. So stop spewing this hatred towards white people and go to the true source of your, of your problem. And that's to the Africans who sold you into slavery in the first place. All right. So as I look to this guy, <laughs> as I look to this gentleman, I couldn't help but to engage him. I, I, I couldn't help to because I was like, okay. I said, first of all, everyone, even under the sound of my voice, go, you can look up and see just where is the first instance of slavery recorded. The first instance of slavery is recorded in the Middle East. 
not like it even matters, but there's a particular point I want to, to come with that is whenever we talk about American slavery, slavery that happened in the United States of America up until the Civil War, the Emancipation Proclamation, and all of the first thing that conservatives do, and it's so, it's so interesting to me. You want to bring up what well, slavery happened all over the world. Slavery happened in this part. These people were slaves. These people were slaves. But we're not talking about them. We're talking about American slavery. Now, I find it interesting because the, the conservative side, they are America first. We are not looking to a global agenda. We refuse and resist a global agenda. We will look after America and we will tend to the issues and the, the benefit and, and the maintaining of America and America only. So I say, so for you America first types, I find it very interesting that the first thing you do is take a global perspective of slavery as if it minimizes the impact of what your slavery did. The math isn't mathing for me. So I say, well, sir, you are wrong because slavery, Africa did not start the transatlantic slave trade. Africa, the first recorded instance of slavery, was not recorded to be in Africa. So you are wrong. But more insults, more racist rhetoric comes up across. And he says, well, who sold Africans to the Europeans? I said, well, you're absolutely right. Africans did sell other Africans to be in this uh, transatlantic slave trade. I was like, but you are absolutely wrong in the insinuation that that's the only reason of how Africans were shipped in the transatlantic slave trade. Because once again, in Africa, the slavery that was going on in Africa was not chattel slavery. There were many forms of slavery, if we're going to be honest, uh, and historically accurate there are many forms of slavery. There was indentured servitude. There was slavery where, okay, well, you had wars and beefs with other tribes. The losers, you get your captives. They work their ways back and they get a chance to go back home. If not, they work their way and then they become part of that tribe. Either way, they were not treated as subhuman. They had to either work and earn their way into the society in which they're not captured in to become free men and women, or they was given a chance to come back home. Now, of course, in other areas, yes, you did have the the brutal form of, of slavery. You, it was all across the spectrum. But to act like that, Af that the only reason that Europeans was able to acquire slaves was because Africans captured, raped, and pillaged their own and sold them off is a very, very, very racist talking point that you people try to do to minimize your involvement. Because if they sold them to the Europeans, Europeans still took them. Europeans still brought them to the Caribbean, to South America, to North America, and still administered one of the most brutal forms of slavery in the world. You still did that. But for historical purposes, there were also many Europeans who raped, pillaged, and attacked these people and caught and kidnapped them. The majority of the Africans who were acquired, especially in Central Africa and the Western African areas, they were either caught, stolen, kidnapped by Europeans. It was it so much so it became a sport. There were mercenary groups whose sole purpose was just to capture and sell and sell us off. 
All right. Now you can look this up. So I said, you know what, Mr. Troll person, I would say his name, but it doesn't even matter because I know this is not his real account. But I said, you know what? Um, I would love to see this proof. Show me the proof of Europeans that the African started slavery and Africans solely sold their, their, their own to supply the transatlantic slave trade. Just show me where you're getting your information from. You know, just show me. <clears throat> this gentleman says, okay, you can DM me. I will accept your DM. Sure. So he sends me a screenshot. Oh, man, just a screenshot? Yeah, he sends me a screenshot of a Google search. In Google, he searched, where did slavery originate from? So then he sends me a screenshot of this particular passage here that I'm going to read. Okay. The majority of all people enslaved in the New World came from West Central Africa. Before 1519, before 1519, all Africans carried into the Atlantic disembarked at all world ports, mainly Europe and the offshore Atlantic islands. I'll read it again. His proof, he searched, where did slavery originate from? His information was, was drawn from this passage. The majority of all people enslaved in the New World came from West Central Africa. That's the part that he like highlighted. The majority of all people enslaved in the New World came from West Central Africa. Now, to Nas and to those who's listening, when you hear this passage, the majority of all people enslaved in the New World came from West Central Africa. Does that give you the understanding or tell you in any way, shape, or form that Africa started slavery? Of course not. No. <laughs> well, according to this guy, it does. It so just then, means that I could be Central or West African. Yes. So he says, there you go, bitch boy. <laughs> Chill. He sits. Hey. <laughs> Chill. I lied hey, to you not. Boy. That's what he said. He, after he sent me the screenshot, he said, "There you go, bitch boy." <laughs> but then, but then, but then he sends me another screenshot. He says in the he sends me another screenshot from that same Wikipedia because I, I looked it up and said, "Where did he get this from?" Oh, it's it's a Wikipedia page. Uh, he says in the 15th century. Portugal became the first European nation to take significant part in African slave trading. The Portuguese primarily acquired slaves for labor in Atlantic African island plantations and later for the plantations in Brazil and the Caribbean. They also sent a small number to Europe. So his argument of Africans started slavery and they sold most of their slaves to Portugal. And then he says, there's some more. There's some more information I have for you. You're out here hating white people when it's the Africans that started slavery and the Portuguese who first bought slaves. So now you know where you get your reparations from. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Poor bitch boy. 
Oh man, you just don't have any little facts, man. So I reply, please, please, and again I say, please reread what you sent me and tell me how did you conclude Africa started slavery? He said, Oh, so Europeans stole slaves? Is that what you're saying? Please enlighten me. Who sold the slaves to the Europeans? Again, I, I already answered this, but. Rachel Dozer. Yeah. 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 So th- these are the type of people I deal with. Um, and it's just such a, a hilarious story. I told him for him, I would do this segment and I would respond to him because I didn't. After that, I said, don't worry. I got you. I'll respond to you the way I want to respond to you. So I, I went on and blocked him and, and did all that. Well, I didn't block him. I sent him to my, my spam section in my DMs. Um, and then he basically started having a conversation with himself where I believe as of a couple of days ago, he says, oh, you can't even refute anything I've sent or said to you. You're supposed to prove me wrong, dumbass. <laughs> You're mad that I'm oh, right. Man. You have zero evidence to refute what I've said. Otherwise, you'll be able to explain it yourself or send me a link, but you can't. <laughs> Keep on hating white people for your own shortcomings, though. Good luck getting those reparations, you poor little thing. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Boy. So this is a day in the life of Dante on social media when he's speaking on very real issues and to mm. find the absolute ignorance of you people that it, it's, it oozes out of you. And I can only laugh. Like, I, I had to share this and I'm going to clip this up the way that I do. And I'm going to send this right to him. Um, of course you are. Because I, I, I can't, it amazes me because First of all, you know, you're a coward that you have to hide behind a troll burner account because, you know, if you brought this energy towards me with who you really were, you know, you would be in jeopardy of some shit. But and I'm not even a cancel cancel culture type of guy. It's just if you're going to say something, stand on your square. I stand on mine. My my profile is is not private. I don't hide or anything. I'm going to say something. I'm going to stand on my square. And if you shoot, I'm shooting back. That's just that's just how I go. But. You know, the absolute mental gymnastics that you don't even have accountability for the history of where you come from. And I'm speaking of American history. If, let's just say, if this information was true, that Africans started slavery, that still is irrelevant to what happened in America. If. Uh, the Portuguese were the first to buy slavery. It still is irrelevant to what happened in America, to the deeds that you yourself carried out and implemented over 200 something years. And that's just slavery. I'm not even talking about what happened after slavery. The, the laws and the societal norms of how you literally did everything you could to hold the black person back. That's literal history. That's not victimhood. That's not playing the victim card. That's literal history that perpetuated up until 62 years ago. Like, you know, I just need y'all to be better. Like, I shouldn't know your history better than you. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's, 
And that's just my thing. Like, you don't even know your own history. I have to know your history for you so I can correct the absolute dog shit that comes out of your mouth. And the there's this term I try to st- I try my best to stay away from. It's white fragility. But it, I, I have no other way to describe it when I get in these spaces. And in anything that I said when I was replying to the guy that was false or that exhibited hate, no. No, it was not. But again, you think, and this is those in the powers that be, that's why reparations still remains a talk. Because you believe that if reparations is given, then you're going to lose something. I'm talking to I'm talking to white people. You think you're going to lose something. You bring up this very weak argument of taxpayer dollars, taxpayer dollars. You will have to pay taxes no matter what you do. And I don't care how um, angry or outraged you be. There is nothing you can do if the government wants to take your money and give billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine where you outraged then. When they gave and took your taxpayer dollars and they used those taxpayer dollars to shoot down Chinese spy balloons where you outraged then. When they took your taxpayer dollars and do whatever it is they want to do, I don't hear any outrage about that. But the moment we talk about reparations, that's the first thing. What about my money? Why do I have to pay? I didn't. It ain't about you. It isn't about you. Well, I still have to pay. It isn't about you. If you are outraged, take it up with the government and ask them, why didn't you give these people what they were due when it was time to give them what they were due? Why did you hold out and and shift this under the rug and gaslight and, and try to act like it didn't exist for over 100 years? That's what you should be asking your government, not us. That's all. That That's all. But I, I just I just need... I, I need you instead of telling us because you always trying to tell the black community to take accountability for their actions and and all this type of stuff. One thing that's that's about the black community that you should you should know by now is no matter what you give us, we always going to make something work out of it. Like I I, I call it that's the right. chitlins of I call it the the chitlins effect. You give us these these pieces of scraps, we gonna make chitlins with it, and we always have. And we always will, regardless of what y'all have done to us, we've always found ways to to thrive in this country. It may not be the way you think we should we should thrive, but we thrive in this country and we have still legitimate arguments. We have a, a legitimate gripe because, again, again, my last name is Hartgrove. That's not my real name. That's right. That's not my real name. This name was chosen, my ancestor chose this name because that was the last name of the owner who owned them. Think about that. And then don't tell me who has to pay my tax bill. I don't care. I don't care. Again, take that up with your government because that's who should be held accountable. And I find it very interesting and hypocritical from you people on the right because you claim to be the party that wants to hold the government accountable. That they have too much power. We need to we need to scale back their power and we need to hold our government accountable. But in the very sense of holding this government accountable, no, no, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. And I get stupid people like this guy coming with this 
mental gymnastics. You can't even read. You have the reading comprehension of a rock to read what you read and tell me, oh, the majority of the people enslaved in the New World came from Central West Africa. And you conclude in your mind, oh, well, it must have started in, in West Africa. What? <laughs> it's like taking bits of truth and creating the whole picture with just a bit of truth is you guys are masters at that. You're absolute masters at that. All right, I'm, I'm my bad, Nas. I know that I know that was a little rant. Okay, well, nah, I'm good. We, I'm, I'm here for the story. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for the story. Uh, uh, all, all I can say to all of that is is for those who do not know, for for all other groups of people in America, white Americans are very good at language diction or what they call um that what's that word uh, linguistics. Linguistics. You know I mean? they're, they're great. They're great at that. They like we can use a sentence and they'll just sum it up in one word and they'll just keep it moving on you verbally. Um, what they what they now just like anybody in America, and I've learned that through the Trump administration, well, not even the Trump administration, but through the, the presidential uh election during that time in 2016, when uh -huh. everybody was talking about the whole fact-checking thing. That's when I realized that whether you're white, black, whatever, a lot of people just don't necessarily like to research anymore. They don't like to really get the facts of something. They can, so now it's just about who's Brian Williams enough to manipulate my mind in whatever you're going to tell me. But what you forgot is that I'm more like, um, what's the other brother? What's the brother that replaced Brian, Brian Williams, the black brother? Um, uh, shoot. Oh, man. Lion something. Um. Jesus. The point I'm making is that I'm that guy. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm Brian Gumble. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. I'm studious too. And I I like when you're dealing with Dante, you're dealing with a, a studious person. So you, even if he's not abreast on something, you're gonna you're gonna he's gonna give you 15 minutes because he's gonna go look this stuff up real fast and then come back at you with some real facts. Yes. Um yeah, I just I, I don't like when uh white Americans, even sometimes some Hispanic Americans try to talk about our culture and it's not i'm not here to act like you can't know more about it than i than i am i mean it's all about researching you know what i mean but at the end of the day listen please be accurate because that matters to us you, you're going please that's all we asking my man just gave you 25 minutes to go right now because of inaccuracy inaccuracy you know what willful I mean? like, inaccuracy yeah. like that it's willful like you you willful. you settle in it and that's why i was like yes be accurate and be honest with the accuracy because now we have we have variations of truth to where yes. nothing is true to you unless you like it like yes. i don't like that so i'm going to disregard that as truth but again you're the same party that says facts over feelings Facts don't care about your feelings. Y'all sing that. It, it's become a song for you guys on the right. But yet when you are faced with truth, accuracy, because if reparations is not a thing, it's too late. The U.S. have already paid reparations three times in the past. Well, I think more than three. Six, excuse me, six times. Six times they paid out reparations. And the fact that white, American, white Americans are upset that black Americans want reparations you got to understand again we're this has nothing to do with you i mean realistically oh. the system the system that white america has created i mean yeah but but again 
We're here to go to the Supreme Court and talk to the United States government. Even if the United States government was was full of, a hundred, let's say, 120 Asian Americans, we're going to go to the government. It don't matter who runs it. It could be 120 <laughs> black people. Like, listen, hey, hey. Like, if it was 120 black people that ran the country and they were the government, I would say this. Even though we're still going to have to go to the Supreme Court justice system and do what we have to do, hopefully it'll be a better conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At least we'll get to have a better conversation about it. Like, now, nah, look, I know you control the money, but, co- bro. But I don't know. It, it also depends if if the dude in the well, second clip, yeah, yeah, him, him. But the other guy that's talking about no, you, we don't owe you anything. It's you who owe. It's you who owe. No, 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 no. And it, and it was absolutely stupid. But but even in in his clip, it's it's very clear from the first few seconds. Like I made this liberal so mad. So again. So just because you have assimilated into that conservative versus liberal fight, that doesn't mean that the black community and the black issues are a part of that fight. Because as Malcolm X said, we're nothing more than the political football in the conservative versus liberal game. And that's, that's why right. he, he that's why he described conservatives and liberals as foxes and wolves. We don't belong in either party because neither party has our our our, our interest at heart at all. No. Unless you assimilate into our ideology, the way we think, our specific set of ideology of how we think about all of the issues we want you to think about. And if you don't, then you are not one of us. You're not among us. And I see it all the time on both sides of the spectrum where they, they think a very specific way. And you have to accept everything that we think on this side or you're not with us. You go to the other side. It's, it's, it's hilarious. They call each other the plantations. The right says, oh, you need to get out of that Democratic plantation. Mm-hmm. The left says, well, you need to get out of that Republican plantation because that's all that's that's all that is. It's Meanwhile, all that is. Oprah, won't, Oprah and Tyler Perry still won't help us buy and build our own plantation. Not at all. Until I say this all the time, but and, and this is this is the struggle that I really see. The African proverb until the lion learns to write, the story will always glorify the hunter. This is a battle of the pen. This is a battle of who holds the pen. So there's been a lot of um a lot of attempts to put the pen in the lion's hand, and the hunter is fighting for that pen. That's basically all that I see. To where now you have people like the one I engaged with who is so absolutely wrong but i also believe that he believed what he was showing me that he read what he read and believed that he was absolutely right in everything he was telling me but that's because i say this this respectfully when you're dealing with the internet you just sometimes you're just dealing with people that are not as articulate and if you can screenshot some bullshit to someone that look like us and i'm not saying i hate to talk about it like this because i'm not saying that black people or black people as a whole are not articulate or inarticulate. No, what I'm saying is like, yo, I could meet a, a Asian, a Hispanic or a white person right down the street and they may not be the brightest, but that's just that one person. You know what I'm saying? 20,000 more of them is like right up here with me. No problem. You know what right. I'm saying? And we can have that intellectual conversation. I feel like a lot of people on the internet, they are picking, choosing their battles or like what we've been calling for a little while, having that selective outrage and get selective, selective outrage. Absolutely. So, you know, this was 
I don't know. It, well, this isn't the first time I've had an interaction like this. I've actually had an interaction on reparations talk months ago with this, uh, with someone else who I don't believe was their real account, but you know, there was adamant, Oh, well, reparations is only paid to the survivors. And so since the survivors of slavery have died, that we, then America doesn't owe reparations. Like it just, th- these, these different types of thinking. I'm like, do you not understand the concept of debt? Like who is like, it, it, <laughs> just- I mean, I mean, listen, they, they, they think that it's going to come out of their pockets. Yes. I mean, listen, egg, eggs may cost $18 for a couple of years, but guess what? If I get my reparations, I can afford it. <laughs> I can afford it. Exactly. But that's how they think. They, they, they think your benefit will come at our expense. That's not, uh, as the, the first gentleman in the first clip I played, you know, was like, well, black people uh, benefiting, thinking that white people have to lose. That's not us. That's white people thinking that white people will lose if, if reparations is given. That's not from us. I That's wonder how us. white people feel about I wonder how white people feel about the fact that we're paying we're 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 uh like taxes are being upon us a little bit more like we're we're getting harder tax uh not tax breaks tax cuts wait was it basically uh-huh. our taxes are getting raised let me just say it like that yeah because of Ukraine right like that's everybody yep now where you where are you American where are you first Americans at when it comes to that What's up with that? What's up? Talk to me about that. No, I mean, because like this is where 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 white Americans it's like, all right, again, like you talked about in at least 15 minutes ago, because it took you like 25 minutes to get here with this Dante. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It's all good. No, but but I think somewhere in the 15 minute point, you was talking about how um we, we again what uh the white Americans that scream American first and it's about us here in our country and handling our country's business reparations. And yeah, that might be an opinion of a black American, but reparations should be number one or number two on the list. No conversation, no conversation, but it's, it's such a conversation now because you have so many voices with, I'm just going to say it evil intentions. We also have these other variants and caveats of black people black uh, African-Americans, whoever who come and they have these stupid ideologies speaking against it when it isn't factually based and it doesn't make sense. Hell, they even propped up Herschel Walker who slurs and can't put three sentences together and has him, had him go up there and write his little speech in crayon arguing against reparations. So it was like, we have these different forces against it, but you know, regardless of their 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 campaign to fight against, it will not change because history is history, and right is right, and wrong is wrong. Like because even now we're not even talking about slavery. That this slavery is just the beginning. We're, we're talking about up until literally the civil rights movement. <laughs> so just from the time we got over here to the civil rights movement, don't try to red herring me that this one of those debate terms, which means don't try to distract me and get me off topic with this. Well, black people own slaves too. So, well, uh, white people fought in the civil war for your slavery. That is a lie. That is a lie. The civil war was not fought to win 
to to free slaves. The Civil War was fought to to uh, keep the Union together, to keep the South from succeeding. We talked about the Confederate History Month in the South down here. I just learned that they called the Civil War the war to prevent Southern independence. The Civil War was not meant to free slaves. There is a whole quote from Abraham Lincoln himself saying, if to save the union, I'll do whatever to save the union. If I did not have to free a slave to do that, I would not do it. But this is a, a, this is the means to an end here. I will do this because they literally went to black people and said, if you fight for us, we will free you. The South went to black people and said, well, if you free, if you fight for us, we'll free you. During the American Revolution, when you want to fight for your freedom, the British came over here to black people and said, hey, if you fight for us, we will free you. And guess what we do? We want our freedom, so we're going to fight for whoever. So you didn't fight to free us. You fought to keep the country together. That was priority number one. Freeing the slaves was just the caveat to, to was was the the method to get things done to to ensure that it happened that the unions was stayed was kept together. Why do I know your history better than you? Like, and what I'm speaking of is there is a the Bernie Moreno. He's the politician I was talking about that stood a politician stood in front of a crowd of of in a Republican and was like, "Well, we fought and we died in the Civil War. Where's our reparation? You don't get any." <laughs> you don't get any reparations. Tell me if, and again, if you are owed reparations, that is an issue you take up with those who oppressed you, which would be who? The British. Why are you talking to us about reparations? We don't owe you anything. Well, we owe you some things, but, you know, I don't condone violence. All right. So, <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Rant's over. I'm done. We're go, we, we going on three hours here. All right. I'm going to get inside here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't condone violence. Okay, I don't condone violence. All right. So listen. Um, <sighs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, wait, where, where did Nas go? Nas, you still there? <laughs> hey, Nas is there. All right. So I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I know we had to get a little passionate here, but, you know, it's just some things, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And and damn it, I'm I'm standing for something. This was a little long, but I appreciate y'all hanging out. Again, do us all a favor, you know, like, share, comment, subscribe, give us a review because all of this helps. Of uh, if you follow the YouTube channel, follow it uh, at uh, Talk My Credo. You can search for Dante Credo uh, and Talk My Credo on all streaming platforms. You can find us there. Um, yes. Yes. Shout out to Courtney. Thank you again for the topic. And if you are interested in having us discuss a topic, you're absolutely free to do so. Uh, just, you know, contact me, contact the page, and we'll absolutely put it in consideration. So we'll go ahead and end this here, man. Nas, thank you so much for, for hanging out with me. I know I went very long because that story time was, was long. I know I admit. I admit it was long. Uh, pause. And uh, <laughs> so... But we thank y'all for checking out checking out another episode. This is episode 109. 109. Uh on behalf of the Talk My Credo podcast, I'm your boy Dante. Nasu Naru, the greatest Henny Badger that ever lived, the head of the table, is in the building. See y'all next time. So stay fly. Stay blessed. Peace out, y'all. 
for real talk and dope conversations. Tap in. Come on. To the Talk My Credo podcast. Find us on all streaming platforms. Oh, yeah. Happening on social media. And subscribe to us on YouTube and Talk My Credo.